Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Warner Brothers wants to make way too many Joker movies. We got some leaked promo art for Avengers 4. China continues to not give a shit about Star Wars movies. And our thoughts on the Bumblebee and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse trailers. Geek Boner. Plus, we take a look at some past comic book movies that never got made. But maybe they should have? Uh, probably not. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, June seventh, twenty eighteen. Check, check one. All right, this is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny, disturbing. Jock and Nerd. Spoiler alert. Oh, hello there, listener. How's it going? Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Jockin' Nerd Podcast. Jockin' Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And over there is the foulest piece of cotton you're ever going to see. Uh, this guy is so foul, he makes Oscar the Grouch look like Mr. Rogers. Of course, I am talking about really rug boy. What's up, Rugs? Rug Celsior. Rug Celsior. My fine feathered friends. <laughs> Rugs is a- Did you make that up and run? What? Which your intro for? I Rugs did. I, I this is what I do on the drive home before the show. I'm like, I gotta think of something you to say. You thought about this in advance? I, I I I think about it just maybe a little bit Holy in advance shit. to be slightly prepared. I don't want to come off like we're just fucking uh, turning the shit on and we don't know what we're doing. I, I got. I bits. try to think, but nothing ever happens. I try to think, but nothing happens. That you, me, and Curly from the three. I just don't try to think. Don't ever think Anthony. And it shows <laughs> No I'm kidding <laughs> I award you no points uh, Look if you are a first time listener Thanks for checking out this podcast I, And I mean that sincerely Because you, you guys Apple put out their number uh, Of how many podcasts are in the Apple iTunes ecosystem Do you want to guess How many Jesus podcasts Christ. there are That the listener picked our Billions Now you're a little, you're a little high You've been high Try again 450,000 You are closer Really? Whoa. It's 550,000 podcasts. Oh, shit. Wow. Just an Apple podcast. So for you, listener, to have picked this, it's very, very special. Jockin' Nerd. We love you for doing it. Uh, check out the show notes uh, for the show, jockinnerd.com slash 224. For everything we're going to talk about, links to everything, how to subscribe now that you found us, subscribe in Apple Podcasts. You'll never miss a show. It comes to you. Uh, this week, we got a couple of great geek news topics. We're going to hit a little bit of DC, a little bit of Marvel, a little bit of Star Wars. And then, uh, second half, a user-generated topic from a friend of the show, Jess Rivera. Uh, we're calling comic book movies that never got made. We're going to take a, 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 a little we're look. calling them? We are calling them. Uh, the segment is called comic book movies that never got oh. made. We're going to take a look at a couple of these movies from the past few years that were almost very close to being made to never even getting off the ground. And maybe would we have liked to see these movies? I did a little digging. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It should be good. Before we begin, again, if you're a new listener, we're giving you free stuff. Uh, you may be listening to us on Stitcher, which is a great podcast app. Stitcher has a premium section with premium content. You can get a free month of this if you go to stitcher.com. Slash premium, use the promo code NERD before September 2018, and you'll have access to lots of great shit. Not only does it have Marvel's first audio form 
podcast, 10 episodes of Wolverine, The Long Night. It's really awesome. Uh, it's got, uh, if you are a fan of Kevin Smith, he's got exclusive Kevin Smith content. If you are a fan of uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is a hilarious podcast, they have a spinoff show. There are over 300 comedy albums. Oh, shit. On Stitcher Premium. All for the consuming. And I got to give a shout out to John Seifert, who wrote an amazing testimonial in the group. He finally uh, listened to the Wolverine podcast. And, and he was like, Imran, you weren't lying. You know, I like everything, of course. But this time, this time I nailed it. It's John Seifert approved. And I'm really happy we could turn him on to all this content. Uh, you guys should listen to the Wolverine podcast. Have either of you checked it out yet? No. I'm giving you a free month. I have no comment. <laughs> okay. Go on to Stitcher and uh, Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody type got in, time for that. Type in that promo code NERD and you'll get Stitcher Premium for free. It's usually five bucks for a month. month. For you, free. Check it That's out. That's all I got to say. Okay. Understood. I, I get you. <laughs> Bro, do you even podcast? That sums it up. And uh, before we get to the news, I just want to mention I've made a guest appearance on a great, another geeky independent podcast called Zang This. It's actually pronounced... Zing this! Because there's an exclamation mark. Uh, episode 96, we did an Infinity War roundtable with Zenger, the host, myself, Phil Rude, David Luzader from Blazing Caribou Studios. Lots of fun. That was a solid geek roundtable. Listener, I'll put a link in the show notes. Check it out. Give him some love. And uh, let's get to the news, you bastards. We got a lot here. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. So just pressing play, if you're a new listener, automatically makes you a member of the Jock and Nerd Nation. It's the first part of being a member. The second step part. One. Step one. Step two, Anthony, what do you think is step two to be a member of the Jock and Nerd Nation? Listen to the show. No, that's step one, you bastard. I just <laughs> said that. Step two is join our Facebook group of oh, the same yeah. name. Yeah, the fan club. The that's Jock right. and Nerd Nation on I Facebook. I was testing to see if you knew that. <laughs> I did. Good. All right. Good. We're all on the same page now. Uh, it's an exclusive closed group for our listeners, and our listeners are amazing. They're very interesting. They're very funny. Hilarious shit happens in this group. I got to welcome new listeners joining the group this week. John Hamper. Uh, Anthony, that name should sound familiar to you. I know that name, yes. John Hamper used to work with us. Thanks for joining. Uh, Matt Durant and Ethan Hebbard, who I believe are friends and relatives of our buddy Chaz Hebbard. Uh, and then Anthony Apodaca finally joined. He's been <laughs> listening and giving us money. Uh, also welcome Michael Giorgio and Christian Woodski, who has a podcast called the No Offense Podcast, and Leo Kelly, which sounds like a, a lawyer, like a fake name. Leo Kelly. I like that. that is Leo it. wants, Leo gets. What? Leo wants, Leo will get. Thanks for joining the group. Mix it up in there. You're going to find a lot of awesome, like-minded people. Everyone's real great. Uh, Rugs, we're going to start with uh, Blake Braden's uh, segment. He started here. Rug Boy reads oh, tweets shit. by Stan Lee. Ask Stan Lee, since you pretty much sound like Stan Lee all the time, you, right. don't, you don't even have to make a voice. That's right. Uh, pick a good one. There's one perplexing one that I kind of want you to read. Well, I want to start with the first one. Okay. It's a, the most recent one is, if you were a superhero, what power would you like to have? I would like the power to take credit for all of Jack Kirby's accomplishments, <laughs> and I have. My power is learning oh, how to yes. keep track of my checkbook and yes. my finance. My checkbook. Uh, uh, what, uh, on this, are you talking about the Marilyn Monroe? Yes. Okay, here we go. Today, Marilyn Monroe was born in 1926, but I was first. I was born four <laughs> years before her in okay. 1922, uh, so suck it, Marilyn. Uh, okay. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, so... 
Stan, is, is this a competition? Is this like a bo- being born? He's like, I'm not dead, damn it. I'm, she's dead, I'm still here. Yes. I beat Marilyn Monroe out of the womb by four years. Excelsior. And that's why I created Spider-Man. And she's an Excelsior. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, that one, that's a crazy tweet from that, That's a bridge too far for this, Stanley. I, I see every, you know, the more he tweets, the more I actually believe it is actually a 95-year-old Stanley tweeting. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there any Rugs, is there anything on his Twitter page about armed gunmen outside of his house demanding money? Uh yes, there is. There but is? I don't know if he I don't know if he tweeted about it. <laughs> no, he didn't, but the LA police know about it because they were did you hear the story? They were called these guys showed up demanding money and they had guns and like the I don't know what the fuck Stanley's doing over there. And he said he doesn't remember them, but that might be because he's ninety five or maybe he doesn't really know them and uh the vultures are swooping in for money. What do you make of the gunmen, Rugs? I think that they're assholes. And I think Stanley, I would have said he shit his pants, but he already probably did before that. He probably did. Yeah, he's like, uh, I shit myself, and then I shit myself a second time. Anthony, do you think Stan should hire an armed guard now? I got nothing. Okay, moving on. We're going to start with the DC (laughs) universe. from the DC universe. Because... (laughs) We haven't talked about uh, the DCFU fucked up film universe because uh, they haven't been doing much. Because they haven't given us much to talk about. Oh, they've left us nope. with Whatever the, they've given us sucks. Justice League is still kind of a bad taste in the back of everyone's throat. Uh, and uh, here's what they are going to give us. Here's what we know. Uh, Aquaman's coming out in December. Okay. James Wan has teased that there should be a trailer coming soon. You got to figure like San Diego Comic-Con or before. Be right. smart. Yeah, that would be a good time because Marvel's not going to be there at Hall H. Uh, DC, you better have something to fucking bring and fill the space. In April next year, we're going to get the Shazam uh, with the with the salty Zachary Levi, who hates when people talk about his body or the suit on social media. And then November, Wonder Woman 2 is coming out. So we November 2019. November yeah, no 2019. No one's rallying to that guy's defense, Shazam's defense. No, nobody is like, leave Jack Zephyr Levi alone. Leave no. him alone. No, it's fine. Just shut up, dude, and be Shazam. No. And it better be funny. Uh, but we have information on the Wonder Woman sequel. Uh, Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns teased the, the timeline with this one graphic that it's a glitchy graphic, and it says WW84. Geek boner. Meaning this is what it's going to take place, 1984, 50 years after the first movie. Uh, what do you guys think of this? this 50 years? Well, the first movie's in the... Uh, 13, the, the, world. The, yeah, first 1918. World War. Wow, really? I can't speak. So that's uh, that's more than 50 years. That's like 70. I thought it was in the 30s for some reason. That's why I got confused. It was in, yeah. the, it was in the teens. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys want to see out of this time setting? Like big hair, 80s music, Cold War shit? Um, I don't know. I mean, the Cold War is definitely going to be a huge factor. I can tell you that right now. It'd be cool to have 80s music in there. I mean, it's going to be probably. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know what they're going for with this 84 thing. A lot of things were going on in 84. A so. lot of things were going on in 84. You had uh, Gorbachev and Reagan and Duran Duran and Flock of Seagulls. and We had the first uh, female astronaut in 84. Oh, wow. That's true. Yeah. So it's a big thing for women there. So this is, we know, uh, Kristen Wiig will be playing the villain Cheetah. That's a very strange cast. I think it could work, though. Again, it's just like Jamie Foxx playing Spawn. Like, comedians kind of can get dark, and uh, they they sometimes have a huge range. And then uh, Narcos and Game of Thrones star Pedro Pascal. Uh, right. It's Oberon, right? Oberon. Yes, Oberon, that's right. Viper. 
Oberon's going to be also in this movie. Uh, Anthony, are you looking forward to this 84, like uh, after the first one? You know, I would, as, as far as the plot, I think there might be, I mean, obviously there's Cold War. Maybe they'll be the ones to fight the war that no one ever saw in terms of Wonder Woman and Cheetah oh. fighting the war. But it's a story that's never been told. That's maybe the one that prevented Russia and USA from getting into a real war. Little espionage, like yeah. inside stuff that nobody Am knew I behind the scenes. Looking forward to this. Mm. I mean, Wonder Woman was good. Yeah. Um, Patty man. Jenkins is coming back. Everybody's yeah, coming back. and and I liked Patty Jenkins and the I liked three quarters of Wonder Woman. So the thing is, like Justice League really cooled me on everything yeah, DC. Yeah, 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 yeah and it's yeah. cooled me to the fact to the point where I'm now like, was Wonder Woman kind of just. <laughs> Like a blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while sort of thing. Like they just got lucky. Like do they actually have something good going here or do they did all the right things come together at the right time for That's that? These are very good questions, all good Anthony. Because you're thinking this is the best thing they got. But was that also in comparison to the shit they gave us before uh, made it seem even better? Can this be replicated? I, I mean, I think it can. I think Patty Jenkins has a pretty solid lock on what she wants to do and they clearly kind of let her. Uh, Rugs, are you worried that uh, this is that Wonder Woman was an anomaly, and uh, the rest of this? I'm shit's hoping that tank. it's not. Yeah. Um, I, I this Kristen Wig news really knocks it down a peg for me. She's the Doctor Minerva though, but you so you can kind of see her as like a scientist, like a goofy right, scientist, and right? Then, uh, she can yeah. do be all CG and stuff, yeah. and then that'll. That's another thing that is wrong with the DC movies is that they don't use a lot of practical stunts. Like yep, the yep. Russo brothers use real stunts. Yep. And real people in a lot of their stuff. So they, even though they have a lot of CG with the Hulk and stuff like that, they manage to kind of ground it. And uh, the DC movies are never grounded. None of They're them. always just yes. like ragdolls being tossed around. And so. even though Wonder Woman was the best one, think of the endings of all the movies. They all end in a really big shitty CGI Yeah, so mess. even the first Wonder Woman, she was fighting a CG guy. Yeah. So there's like the reality, the groundedness is, is just going to continue. Yeah. Where they probably could have had a really awesome... Like um like practical effect uh cheetah and they probably still can, but they're probably gonna have to like do like some CG where they put Kristen Wiig's face on the thing. I don't know. So I'm I'm really kind of like uh hesitant about this. Um the other question I have is that are they gonna do a costume change? Are they going to like cover up Wonder Woman and make her into like uh like basically change her costume to to kind of get go along with this whole femininity, uh, feminist idea of oh, like you know maybe. women not being sexualized and why is she wearing a skirt? She shows up in the pantsuit, uh, Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah, something. Mm. I, I have a feeling they're gonna do a little change, but I mean, I know they like to tweak the costumes, but that, they like to tweak them to sell toys for sure. Right, but that first, it wouldn't make sense though no. because this late, the latest Justice League is in our time, and she's wearing the exact same costume that's, she wore in Wonder that's Woman. That's correct, and that costume is a very timeless. Really, like it works in in any area era if you think about it. Right. Well, uh, in the comics, they've changed her costume yeah, quite yeah, a bit, yeah. a few times. I mean, they put pants and a leather jacket on her. Well, and there was a whole period where she didn't have powers, and she ran a beauty salon or a fashion or a store or something. Like they didn't really? know. What, yeah, they didn't know what to do with Wonder yeah, Woman. He powered her for a few years. Well, yeah, here's the thing about the Wonder Woman, though. Even though she's like the one of the most iconic characters ever, she's even even though she has that recognition, no one can really point to like any definitive stories or anything, right, right. even in terms of like an origin that's stuck with her. Like she's always being reinvented. She's always being um, changed up. Like she's the only character. She's not Spider-Man. She's not she has Batman, terrible she has continuity. Yeah, yeah. She's terrible. So in that sense, you can kind of 
do whatever you want. That's true. Like there's multiple origins and they keep changing it. But well, the one that they started with is good. It's solid. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At least be consistent. Stick to that. And you know what? I wouldn't be mad if the movie was called WW84. That's kind of cool. I don't know what you could just call it Wonder Woman 2. Like I like WW84. Well, there is Godzilla 84. Oh, yeah. See, just do the same thing or just call it Wonder oh. Woman 84. WW84. It's a Maybe cool- she fights like a giant lice. Yeah. Parasite animal. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool. That's a deep cuts, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, Godzilla. All right, let's move on to where the DCEU always fucking fails, which is by just throwing shit up against the wall. Oh, no. To see what sticks. They have announced, according to Hollywood Reporter, Warner Brothers is in the early stages of developing a Jared Leto standalone Joker movie. Uh, How dare you do this to us? Leto would star and executive produce the solo pick that's set in the Suicide Squad universe. Okay, there's another story that correlates well, That's like to a this. clue right there. Let's start with this news. Uh, does anybody want this? Not really. Uh, no one's really clamoring for this. This no. is I mean, not if it, necessary. If there's more Harley Quinn in it, maybe it could be interesting, but just him by himself, I don't think I'm interested in that. Uh, no, I know. I mean, he's by, by far, no. he's, the, he's the worst Joker He's the worst had. Joker. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Why are you giving a standalone movie to I mean, the he, worst But Joker? he's gone against two very classic, iconic performances. That said- he wasn't very good, in my opinion, as the Joker. And even what few minutes he had, he could have made him shine. And, uh, you know, it's, the, the laugh is the worst. I hate the fucking laugh that he does. I don't like anything about him. I don't like his grill and his teeth. You can't understand what the fuck he's saying. This does not work. Unless you drastically change this Joker, Jared Leto. I don't know. Now, you may be asking, hey, wasn't there that other movie, the Todd Phillips origin Joker story that was going to be in another universe? Right. Uh, is that now not happening? Uh, well, uh, no, that's still happening. Oh, shit. Joaquin Phoenix in talks to play Todd Phillips directed Martin Scorsese produced Joker origin tale. And if I had to pick between these two movies, I'd rather kind of have this. Uh, because is wa- Batman going to be in either of them? Well, now, see, I don't know. This is gets confusing. And overall, we don't need any of these movies. Why are you making fucking two Joker movies? There's too many Joker movies. It would be cool to see, like, maybe, like, a throwback, like, Elseworld of the how the Joker became the Joker. With, like, I could see Joaquin Phoenix and Martin Scorsese getting involved and in making it, like, into a period piece. Yeah. Uh, that could be interesting. But other than that. I think... I mean, if we're going to have to choose, I'd rather see the one with Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix. Absolutely. Um, Doesn't have any stank on it. Yeah, that, exactly. there's no stank. And, I mean, you could go real fucking dark with that. and That would be cool. It'll end up like a, almost like a horror kind of torture film. It could I think be, be, be R rated, yes, and yeah. uh, very intense. And, you know, it's in its own separate dark universe. The thing with the Jared Leto Joker is like Suicide Squad 2 is probably going to happen. He's probably going to be in that movie. And if Harley Quinn, there was that Harley and Joker movie that they wanted to do. I just, it's just all of a sudden they're throwing all the shit on the wall. I don't think, again, they don't know what to do. Uh, and they're just going to see what sticks. So the Jared Leto movie movie doesn't have directors or writers or anything. Let's see thing. what develops. I think one of these is going to bottom out. Yeah, that's that's my guess too is. They've been throwing. I mean, we've heard about Birds of Prey. We've heard there's, about a Suicide there's Squad. There's like twenty too. We've movies. Heard about a Harley that Joker yes. movie. Yeah. So until these actually get scripts and are started shooting, you know, having actors being hired, I, I don't 
I don't believe anything DC does until yeah. DC announces films like <laughs> guys who never get laid talk about how much they got laid. <laughs> I got so much strange last night. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it's it. Not the the other thing is, Joker doesn't need a movie. It's that thing where why are you demystifying the villain? Like, it's not, It's just going to make him not as compelling. It does not. We've seen it time and time again. It does not make a villain more compelling when you give him a whole fucking movie and a backstory. Right. So don't do it, the Joker movies. Okay. Let's talk about a little MCU news. Avengers Infinity War is very close to making $2 billion. I think it's at like one97 Something right. so it's gonna hit that two B quickly, but this may be spoilery. Spoiler alert! Some Avengers Four promo art leaks online. Is this real? I don't know. I, it's a fucking pretty cool piece. Uh, we will describe it. It shows you kind of the new team, new costumes, and surprise, surprise, Captain Marvel geek boner in this lineup. So you have Captain Marvel, Thor, Nebula, Iron Man, Rocket, Black Widow. Captain America without a beard, Hawkeye in a black costume, Ant-Man, War Machine, and Hulk wearing some kind of purple tight-fitting Lycra spandex. What is that? Hulk's got a shirt on, basically. Uh, what do you guys think of just this team, if this was the team? Like, that's pretty sick. Well, isn't that what the team's got to be? That's what the team's got to be, which is why I kind of feel like this is real. I will put this image Where's in, Wasp? in the show. She's on his shoulder. No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she could have disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what happens. I, I like, I mean, I, the, the team looks cool. That's as Rogue said, this is kind of what, what's left. Um, it looks cool. The image looks cool. I don't know if it's real or not. I, it, it looks legit. Um, the only thing I can infer other than the team members is the Hulk suit. Yeah. Maybe they're finally going with the Hulk banner being smart and he can talk in complete sentences. Fully and be, sentient after Ragnarok. Yeah. Be a, be an intelligent uh, being instead of a baby. Yeah. Right. Oh, I see. But he, the only yeah, thing, cause yeah, if, yeah. If, if he was smart Hulk, he'd be like, all right, first thing I do is I got to find like a, an outfit that I can stretch right into. Right. <laughs> it's purple. So I'm thinking maybe it has something to do with uh, the Wakandans. Oh, that's nice! Vibranium suit, good, good pickup. It would be it would be like redundant to have vibranium, but maybe Hulk's scared of Thanos, so he wants the extra protection. I don't know. Ah, I know, but Anthony, I like what you said because Hulk almost came off as a, a and even Banner when he was Banner, like they weren't as smart. Banner wasn't as smart as he was in the in other movies as he should be. And uh, I would love to see the Hulk get yeah, smarter. Yeah, he's been faster. a bubbling idiot since yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah. So this may be the redemption. And we know, you know, they planned like a three movie arc for the Hulk. Was this part of it, I guess? Is this part two? No, it's part three. Uh, what was Ragnarok it? was part one. Ragnarok was part one. This would be uh, part three. Right. So right. maybe they bring him to a full like full banner controlled in the Hulk body would be sick. I don't know. Look. Do you think the ru- image looks real rugs? It's dubious. Dubious. Right. I mean, you got so you got Hawkeye in his in his Ronin outfit. Uh, Scarlet uh, Black Widow is not blonde anymore. I like to see. I mean, if this is real, the dynamic of Rocket and Nebula on the Avengers is kind of oh. interesting. For oh me. yeah, and Cap's back in his suit again. Cap back in his suit, clean shaven. Thor Thor looks like he has the Stormbreaker there. Uh, with uh, so yeah, I mean, it looks very possible. So it's it's exciting. I can't wait. We just got what nine months. We'll be there. Fuck. We anticipate for nine months. Can I just no, tell you? Like 10, 11. 10? It's about 10, 9. Yeah. Do, let me ask you guys this real quick. Do you think, 
Like, what if they don't release the name or a trailer at all until right before the movie? They just keep showing clips. That's fine. People are going to go see it. Right? Like, you don't even need to show any footage. You could just show clips of Infinity War, teasing it. Uh, it's amazing that the movie's less than a year away. We don't know what it's called. Like, that's think about that. It's crazy. I would have... See, the marketing for Infinity War was a lot of like, this is the end, this is it. I felt like they kind of wasted that. Yeah, now I, if, I were, if I were to do Avengers 4, I'd like the idea of not doing much in the way of trailers and yeah. just doing hype, like this is yeah. it, this yeah. is it. And just going Avengers, whatever the title is, Avengers, whatever. They could do just like character vignette pieces and you just could just hype. take all the clips from the old MCU yes. films yes. and just oh be like, this is the God. last ride. Oh my God, that should be the marketing. Oh, juicy. Geek boner. Yes. Hit. But they'll release a trailer. You think so? <laughs> you know what? Infinity War, though, even though it had trailer releases, they really did a good job yeah. of hiding yeah. yep. what, what even was going to happen or any plot details. Yeah. Yeah. It was really well cut, well marketed. So, And it would, I mean, we don't know what the title is, but like we knew Infinity War. We were like, if anyone's read the Infinity Gauntlet, you have a working knowledge of what maybe they're going to go for. Right. Um, right now, we still have no idea. And hopefully the title doesn't mislead you into like a comic book run. I don't, I don't want to know anything. Well, would you I be, want it to be? I want it to be completely fresh. I, I really think they should hold the everything back, that title, any footage until like right before. They're not gonna do that. They're, they're gonna, gonna, gonna sell it. That. Would yeah, you be gonna, disappointed in the title Infinity Gauntlet? No, I don't give a fuck. All right, doesn't matter what it's called. That's I mean they they've no. hyped the title as spoilery. Yeah. Listen, I just want to see the Avengers rise to the occasion one last time. Yep. One yep. last time. Yep. 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 And then do it <laughs> under the direction of the Russo brothers. Yeah. And fucking let's do this. Let's fucking go out in a blaze of glory. I want to feel like I felt at the end of Logan only like a hundred times more enhanced. You want right. to hear a, a hypothesis I kind of heard? You got another one? Yeah. Is that hippopotamus? Hippo, hippopotamus? Give us your hippopotamus. Hippocantus. Uh -huh. um, oh. Avengers 4 plot. From what I've heard or read and then kind of inferred, maybe they use the time stone or actually not the time stone, sorry. Well, they use a time stone, but they also Ant-Man unlocks the quantum realm. Yeah. So they can go into other dimensions. Ooh. And they have to build, using the time stone, they have to go back in time in these other alternate worlds and collect the infinity stones and build their own gauntlet. Oh, and from parallel, parallel dimension parallel stones. Yeah. Holy shit. It'll be called the insanity gauntlet. That's crazy. <laughs> But, That'd be kind of interesting. But that would be cool. Like, I can't wait to see. So they have to go back to moments in time from the past films and rewrite those and get the gems. And so each one would, like, veer off in a different veer way. Off in a different way in a different moment in time. So, I mean, suddenly this gets me more excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp to see what they do in the where that cosmic realm is at the end of the movie or the quantum realm. Hmm. Uh, something crazy is going to happen. I like, man, do you know there's going to be time travel? There's definitely time travel because we've seen them. Spoiled yeah. set photos from we've seen them in the fucking suits. Uh, and they're going back and reshoots uh, this month too. So, man, John Bellotti, if you got any scoops, let us know. He gets the scoops. Bellotti's Bellotti's classic. I got a scoop, but I can't tell you. Yeah, he does that all the time. <laughs> oh shit! He's cock teasing. Like sometimes he tells you. He does tell you. Sometimes but he's, he's like, "Here, look at this picture." And I'm he lets like, you oh. sweat it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So we, I'll be looking forward to those all next year, Bellotti. Keep them coming. Okay, so let's go from talking about Marvel, which has made so much money for Disney, a huge success. To another Disney sub-property that's maybe not doing so well and needs to pivot. I'm talking, of course, of Solo. At the box office, the Millennium Falcon is fucking crashing and burning. Uh, apparently, they're, they're saying this may be 
the first Star Wars movie to lose money, Oof. fifty to eighty million possibly. Oof. Whoa! And that's and there's a lot of reasons for that. One of the big reasons is that movie should have never cost that much. Right. That's that's right there. They and that had a tra- uphill battle. Right yes. There. And why did that movie cost so much? Because somebody hired certain directors. They decided they didn't like. Halfway through shooting, someone's making big did we watch, fuck ups. Did yeah, we watch a, those videos this week? That's a big fuck up right there. I, I did not. I saw those. Did you watch what any of those? The video that Rug Boy you sent that was yes. this past week, well, right? Yeah, and then I, I did. And then I yes. sent one in yes. response yes. too. Yes. Yeah, I watched yeah. both. Okay. Of those. Okay. Cool. So look, we both, I, the, we both can kind of talk. about Yeah. Those. The reason I brought this up is like uh, we. I kind of want to talk about. Kathleen Kennedy versus Kevin Feige because there's interesting <laughs> similarities and huge differences. Well, let me let me preface so the we kind of sparked this conversation last week, but yeah. we further talked about it during the week in our little chat, and we had one video where one guy was basically talking about um, what's wrong with Star Wars and why Solo might have failed, and then we had another one that was calling for producer Kathleen Kennedy to be uh, to step down from her role. Have you, Rex, do you know Ethan Van Scriber's YouTube channel? Yes, I do. He is a fucking crazy man. Yes. His rants are amazing. I will put a link to all these videos and his video in the, in the show notes. Listener, if you, he's a huge Star Wars fan and he goes on crazy rants. If you're into that, check out his channel. But look, before we get to John Campia was the Kathleen Kennedy. That's right. John Campia did say that. And he made lots of good points. Another reason they, Disney has a huge problem with the, the Star Wars and Lucasfilm property is that it Star Wars is going down even harder in China. Oh shit. Currently the second biggest movie market, but will be the first biggest movie market in the world very soon. China does not give a shit about Star Wars. Every movie since The Force Awakens has made less and less money, open to less money, to where this is the lowest. Right. This is a crazy market. I have this uh, article from a Hollywood reporter I'll put in. The best thing is there's a quote at the end from the Chinese film industry guy, and he says, China is the savior and spoiler of the international box office and to expect more of the same in the future. So this is a problem for Disney and and for Star Wars. First of all, how do you pivot this? Well, uh, there's a lot to unpack here if we're going to talk about it. Yeah, Yeah. there's a couple. You brought up a couple of things there. Start somewhere. How about the fact that even Rogue One had two Chinese actors? It still didn't make a fucking difference. Because they don't give a shit about that stuff. Like, I'll, we give a shit about things that other people, other countries don't. We, we've, we've talked about this before yeah. on the show. And I think I don't think a lot of people know, because I tell people all the time, they're like, why doesn't China like Star Wars? And I don't think a lot of people realize China just got movies. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. They just got oh, shit. Like, they just got movies. So they have not had 30 years with the original Star yeah, Wars so, trilogy. Right. They don't know what so the they're, fuck. They're looking at these movies without all of the baggage of all of the expectations or all of the, like, the love that we have for the characters, they're coming at it on a clean slate. So if they're looking at that movie and you're like, okay, um, they might not think that that it's the greatest kind of thing to get into. It's kind of confusing, well, and, uh, you know. And what part of the appeal we touched upon this last week is part of the appeal of Star Wars has been hype. You get to wait. You have to wait yes, all these years. Yes. Well, that doesn't. That's not flying in China because there's no hype. They didn't. They're not waiting for this. They just got this. Yeah. And and this solo particular had the worst marketing out of all of them. Like it, the movie kind of came out of nowhere for them. They had no idea. Well, because Solo on. is totally banking on the fact that, that you've, you've seen the original seen three Han movies solo. and you love Han right. Solo. Right. Right. So if, if you're in China, you've never seen those movies. Who gives a fuck about so, Han Solo? So I'm complicating this. 
is Star Wars fans. So like Disney and Kathleen Kennedy, they're in a weird fucking tight spot. Uh, they can't seem to please Star Wars fans. They can't seem to please the Chinese market. It's going down when, and they know going forward, they're going to need that market. What should we do? So here, well, I, wait, yeah. wait, before yeah. you, before, I know you're going to do we'll this go to comparison. Yeah. Um, but before they even should care about China, they need to start caring about making money here. Yes. They need to figure <laughs> out like this, this yes. underperformed here first. Right. right. So my question to you is if you are the head of Lucasfilm, what do you do? Paul Chomo posted this great graphic on our Facebook page, which kind of, uh, describes all Star Wars fans yeah. that the, the Force Awakens too familiar The Last Jedi too radical Solo too safe what do you want Star how dare you do this to us what do you want and part of me kind of I can I, I can understand this but on the other hand they are telling great stories we're getting Star Wars movies it's very reactionary it, but so it doesn't boast of confidence exactly. it doesn't boast of being like, like Warner secure Brothers. with what you're doing exactly they're they're turning into Warner Brothers a little bit they're hemming and hawing they're they're not they don't have a vision yeah no. and and that rings true when you see reactionary shit happening they and, didn't uh, have a plan like Kevin Feige has a plan just no. like Warner Brothers doesn't have a plan. well their their plan so far has been Release the big tentpole films, the main Star Wars, and yep. then do prequels, which yep. is a kind of an odd plan. Yes, <laughs> they're they're you know they're following the MCU mo- MCU model of sort of yes, yeah. but but they're doing prequels, right? Which is hard All to prequels. Yeah, it's hard to build a thing in with Cap- prequels. Captain Marvel and uh, Avenger or Captain America: First Avenger. Are the only two prequels Marvel's done out of like eighteen films. Right, their movies, everything builds on to the next thing. Where Lucasfilm is going to do, I mean, Boba Fett's going to come out. They're doing three, four prequels already. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Which I also, they, should, they should have done the prequels before they released the Force Awakens. They should have and spread it out. I and I also think because of this is why I think I like Rogue One the best because it's kind of a balance. It's kind of the best balance of all that. It's not too familiar, but it's not too safe, and uh, it's got emotion. It's got heart, uh, and it's and, and and it's very Star Wars. Um, I don't know. That one kind of seemed to hit hit everything just right. But that, it's a one-off, and, the, and this what like how many more of those can you do like in in, in the Star Wars camp? It's weird because like you don't know what you're gonna get when you get Star Wars movies. So you go into Force Awakens and you get all this fan service yeah. and all of this yeah. like uh, new opportunities, and then you go and you watch Rogue One and you're like, oh, everybody dies, and I guess that no, but nothing matters in this movie. And then you go to the next movie and like they undo all of this shit and they kind of like uh, anything that fandom has built is, is being burnt down. And then you go to Solo, and it's just like an okay movie. And if so you, like you know, if you watch them in order, like Solo ruins a, a great character turn for Han, for Han Solo later. Mark Bernard and a fan man, fan man made a great point. He's like, when you see Star Wars and you see that Han Solo is a smuggler, he takes the money and leaves, and then when he shows up to save them out of nowhere, his hero moment. Now that's kind of reduced to nothing. You know he's gonna come back if you watch Solo first and then watch the movies in order. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, he nailed That's it. That's why I said he wasn't enough of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, he was. He should have been all asshole. He should never have become the hero. But Mark Bernardin always has great points on that fucking show. He, he should have been an think. asshole from the get-go, an unlikable dude that starts to be nice. Yeah, yeah. What it should have been was like he's- Not a the, nice guy that starts to becoming a, yes, an asshole. He's the worst fucking guy. And slowly you see him chip away a little bit of his assholeness, a little bit to where yep. in the moment in Star Wars, it's like the big turnaround moment. Exactly. Hey, fuck That's that. a big fuck up right there. All right, wait. I made a quick table. 
just to look at the facts between Kevin Feige, head of MCU, and Kathleen Kennedy, who was handpicked by George Lucas to run Lucasfilm under Disney. Right. Feige, 10 years, 18 movies in. Pretty, pretty good numbers. Kathleen Kennedy, four years, four movies in. Kevin Feige is really good at picking the right directors and writers for each project, right? He hasn't fired that many, just maybe two. Kathleen Kennedy, really good at firing directors and replacing them. Who has he fired? Well, Edgar Wright kind of walked away. Edgar Wright left, yeah. Um, I mean, he had his growing pain. Edgar Wright walked away. Uh, Alan Taylor was pretty critical of of working with them. Um, Favreau kind of got a little burnt out, and so did uh, Whedon. Well, in Kathleen Kennedy's defense... You you know he has a little bit more experience. This could be the her growing pains moment. But Kathleen Kennedy, to Fi, uh, to Fahey's defense, yeah. Fahey's that was like his first real run as a, a executive yes. producer. Yes, Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy's been doing it since Raiders of the Lost Ark. Decades. Heart. She yeah. has way more experience in this industry. Eighties. Yeah. Uh, Kevin right. Feige has made Disney over thirteen billion dollars with the Marvel movies. Oh shit! Kathleen Kennedy just cost Disney money on the first Star Wars movie to lose money. Uh, again, Kevin Feige has made Marvel huge in China. Kathleen Kennedy, nobody gives a shit about Star Wars in China. Uh, and then last uh, fact, this is a fact, I looked this up, Kevin Feige wipes from front to back. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy wipes back to front. Oh, and shit. I don't know if you can trust someone. You can wipe back to front. Yeah, I don't think you can trust anybody wipes back to front. I don't know. That's just... I, I said that once. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to... Kind of go back to the John Campia video I yeah, gave you guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. I didn't give us. He gave the world. I shared with you. Yes. Because um, I'm not a big, obviously, Star Wars guy, but the thing that kind of stood out to me was Fahey, for the most part, is very on board with what his directors are going to do, and his directors are very clear in what he wants. Yeah. Whereas Kathleen Kennedy, um, as evidenced by Lord and Miller, as evidenced by Gareth Edwards, uh, Gareth, Emmer, Gareth, uh, Gareth Edwards, Colin Trevorrow, Gareth, Colin Trevorrow, Josh, uh, Josh Trank. Trank. She's had, <laughs> she's picking these directors, and in there, some seems to be sort of sort of disconnect between either she's not giving them what she wants, yep. or they're not listening to her, or mm-hmm. something's going getting off. Where now we've had four different directors in four years, or four or five years, basically either get booted or she's going to have she's stepped in and kind of redone everything you know she doesn't know she doesn't know what she wants but she knows what she doesn't want it reminds me of look working for as a graphic designer for clients you there's always those clients where you're trying to please them they don't know what they want but they know what they don't want and that's the worst fucking client to work for because you can spit out you could spin your wheels and never find the fucking thing because they don't know what they want so Kathleen Kennedy's thinking she's picking these hip, young, hey, it's going to be fun and hip. Or t- no, you're not thinking about it. You well, are- she, I mean, she's doing the same thing Marvel does. Yeah. They that's, pick young that's directors. True. It's just their communication's getting lost. Somewhere. Yeah. I think that there's also a, there's like a big push that doesn't respect the canon. It doesn't respect right. what's come before right. it. Right. She's hell bent on like trying to make this for the new generation that's going to embrace it. Yeah. But, um. She doesn't really understand the new generation because they the new generation is very confusing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the new generation is always talking about they want all of this uh, progressive stuff and and they want all this stuff, but then they love anime. Yeah, and anime has none of that. Yeah. If you look at China, anime is it just got introduced and it has a huge explosion. It's like taking over China right now. Anime, Japanese anime. A Japanese anime, as I said a million times, has no regard for 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 any of these social issues. 
women have upskirts all the time. They're being traded as sex objects all the time. And they're forgetting about the escapism of these things. Exactly. These- Somebody else said it too. Star Wars was never really about tackling social issues, was it? No. It was your escape fantasy samurai western knights of the round table escapism. Good versus evil. Good versus simple. evil. Clear. Yes. Why you don't need to be shoving these things in the Star Wars movie. That's not why we go to see the Star Wars. Right. So it's weird because there's a disconnect between what people are saying that they want and then what they actually watch. I, I Anthony, I want to know what you think. Do you think it's that? Did you like you're uh, that you're not a Star Wars fan? Mm-hmm. Was it weird that there were social issues in Star Wars or could you have done without it? Like, did it matter to you? See, I didn't mind it. Okay. I thought it was okay. Okay. But upon watching the video Rugboy sent sent me, uh, I forget who, who did it. It either was that one or Campia's. I think it was the one Rugboy sent. Yeah, but yeah. It was basically like almost the obligatory, after reanalyzing it, it was almost the obligatory Okay, here's a social issue, but yeah. then they dropped it right away. Yeah, they, they yeah. Well, like if you're if you're gonna go social issue, I'm not saying bombard the the audience with it, but don't just throw toss it in there as like a throwaway weave thing. It, and then it was it, that video. Yeah, weave, weave it in, it weave it in. in a little more subtly rather than the robot just saying it's called human rights. Right, they did it in solo. They do it in all of these. It's called good fucking writing, people. Yeah, That's, it, it's structure. You can have it. that thread in there. No yes. one's saying that. Don't put it in there. Yes. Just they put it in such a ham fisted way. Yeah, it's very over the top. They're beating you over fed. the head with yes. it, and you're yes. like, okay, I'll, it pulls you out of the movie. Yes, yes. So, I mean, look, I like this idea of progressiveness. I just don't think that the way to do it is to force it into everything all the time. I think that gotta be we need escapism. Yeah, yes. We need to be able to just forget about what we read on Twitter Absolutely. every once in a while. And I don't want to go... carry it with us into the theater. You know, and that's why like the last Jedi, like the topical jokes, the prank calls threw me off. Just think about uh, it's Earth Fast Co- and Furious. Yeah. It's huge in China, right? Yes. Yep. yep. And they don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> oh yeah. There's no substance. It's and just like, fucking just show ridiculous me fucking bullshit to yeah. just get your mind up, unplug your brain. That's why China so, doesn't love this shit. They're like, what is all this fucking social issue shit? Well, it's, Fuck you, it, Star Wars. It's just like, uh, it boils down to the fact that Star Wars, it's, it's confusing to invest yourself into it if you haven't already had years Correct. to kind of be a fan. Yeah. And the new kids that are being brought into us in America are being like, you know, they're being like brought in by their parents and they're like, they're being passed down these movies. They're you're watching these, uh, like a Star Wars, the trilogy, the initial one when you're like a little kid with your dad. And so they're all being kind of groomed for this new stuff, you know? So it's like, they're not really being, China's not really being groomed for it. No, no. So they're going to look at it completely objectively and be like, nah, this is kind of like not that great. They either just forget it. Sh- should they drop the prequel stuff and kind of explore other stories that are concurrent with the main story yeah i think think that once they start fresh and they kind of go into the future where 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 basically there's nothing left of the old Mm -hmm. then they can kind of start carving out a new path but to do that we have to get past episode nine they gotta close out the skywalker thing yeah but the thing is is that if you're doing it by burning down everything that was great about star wars to begin with that's disrespect then it's not star wars anymore then you lose the, the the initial fan base 
So you got to really play it really. It's a very tricky line yeah. that that they can pivot and bring it back, but they're looking at the money and they're looking at uh, they're being reactionary. Well, they're looking at their cousin Marvel over there. Yes, they're like, why and can't we like, do that? Why can't we make movies like that? I mean, look, four movies in, Kevin Feige wasn't you know it was they didn't know it was still very risky. Every it wasn't. Well, a set I mean, thing. their fourth movie in was Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, right? Yeah. Uh, they actually, had such a splash. They had such a splash with Iron Man, though. Yeah, actually, I'm sorry. Their first, their fourth movie in was uh, Thor, but you go. Well, ahead, so man. right, their fourth movie in, maybe not the. I mean, it's a, the first it's one okay. is good. Yeah, but they hit to hit with Iron Man was such a strong beginning. It was a, right. just a surprising start, and yeah. they uh, they kind of haven't had. They've just been playing, and like Star Wars fans are gonna fucking rip you apart either way you go. Star I don't Wars know what fans you do. are, are are rough. Man. They're I, fucking I'm a, savage. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm just looking at it from the distance. Yeah, like, these guys are are tough savages. All right, let's talk about a couple of trailers that popped off this week. Uh, one I didn't think I was gonna be interested in, but surprisingly, I was. Was the Bumblebee trailer? Oh shit! Uh, a spinoff prequel. Of a Transformers franchise of which I've watched none of the movies. I don't like really? them. Really? You've never watched I've watched the first one, parts of the other ones. I hate the design of them. The, they're I, unwatchable, really. They're, it's Michael Bay destruction porn. The, the 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 design of the when they turn into robots, I can't tell what their face is and what their ass is. It's just bullshit. Now, despite all that, the franchise with six movies has made $4.3 billion worldwide. Oh, shit. So, whatever. Somebody likes yeah, these movies. Yeah, but, but the last night was... That was not. Yeah, that was, was the one that got pulled in China for underperforming, I believe. So even China and again. And King Ghidorah was in it. Oh, really? <laughs> it wasn't the not King. It was a three-headed dragon that flew. Uh, oh it. wow! Yeah. The uh, the Knights of the Round Table. But let's. Uh, what do you think of this Bumblebee trailer? Uh, honestly, I was kind of surprised. It looks cute and charming, and he looks like fucking car parts. Anthony, what are, what are your initial thoughts? He looks like a jeep in one of them too. <laughs> I was, I mean, first off, Michael Bay is not directing, so it's good. He is producing, but whatever. Um, Travis Knight I went into this went into this with low expectations, and yeah. I'm I'm with you. It looks very charming. the The trailers cut well. The music's very well done. It doesn't look like destruction porn yeah. from the trailer. I don't even think there's an explosion in the fucking thing. And Bumblebee is actually. I have seen three of the first five okay. Star Wars films. Uh, Bumblebee is actually, I mean, a cute character. He's probably other than Optimus, he's the most one of the more popular. He's like ones. the fan favorite, yeah. And the the whole shtick with I don't know if you you know that his shtick is he can't talk, right? There's something wrong, so right. He uses movie quotes and audio, and song, yeah, yeah, audio from songs yeah. to talk, which is which is kind of a fun shtick. So yeah, I, I went in with low expectations, and the trailer uh, surprised me. I liked it. I don't know if I'll go to the theater to watch, but I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I don't. I'm still. Not, I don't know if I'll go to the theater either, but. I like the trailer. Haley Steinfeld. She's Haley, cute. Haley Steinfeld is in also the next trailer. She's very cute. She's crazy. John dude. Cena, bad guy. Yeah, it's got yeah, it's got a crazy cast. John and Cena, Starscream, Starscream is in it. Starscream. Yeah. I love where he at least he has good taste in music. He spits out the Rick Ashley tape, which is kind of funny. I like Rick Ashley. Uh, I <laughs> I always, dude. I how did you? I always thought Rick Ashley was a black dude. I honestly did until I saw him. I yeah. Because maybe. Uh, Maybe he is. Maybe he is. We still don't know. Uh, no. I even like how there's like a beehive in, you know, in that one shot, there's like a beehive in there. Was he always a Volkswagen in the other movies or was he like a weird car? No, he's a, he's a bug. He's a beetle. He's, he's the beetle. Supposed, he was, no, he was a, uh, he was like a Camaro in one. Oh, he was a, see, why are you doing that? He was a Camaro in, in the first in, Michael Bay one. Yeah. In the star, in the Star Wars, the oh, Transformers movie. Right. But he's supposed to be a bug. Yeah. He's yeah, supposed, he's supposed to yeah. be, he's a bumblebee. He's supposed to be a bug. Yes. 
But I think it was because uh, I think Dodge, it might have been Dodge or Chevy, was a big time sponsor. Oh, okay. In the, in the Transformers films, so they were the like, like, it was just Chevy porn. Gotta yeah, put so the it was Chevrolet in Camaro. There. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I, or yeah. Firebird. They tried to make. I don't know yeah. what the fuck it was. At least this one looks like car parts. I like the design better, and I think this may work with like one single transformer that's like cute and kind of family friendly i don't know uh but i guess it's a prequel it is a prequel between when the first movie or something it's coming out christmas it's pr- i think it happens before because if, if you remember the transformers they they got here like at, during dinosaur times right. they got here early on and they they were in the side of a volcano and then they they basically were dormant until uh, you know the c- current time. So, so that's I guess the-, the last night was the time it was in the past. This says it takes place yeah. between the last night and the first Transformers film. Yeah, so it's like uh, probably eighties movie. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, and I think Christmas release is interesting. It could actually make a lot of money. Uh, that'd be right. like a fun Christmas movie. Uh, the other trailer I want to talk to that I have huge geek boner. Oh man, uh, <laughs> Sony's first animated Spider-Man feature, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, we got a trailer and the cast of the movie. Uh, the, before we talk about the trailer, the cast is pretty. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, you have uh, Jake Johnson joining the cast as Peter Parker. Who's Jake Johnson? Jake Johnson is the guy from New Girl, the bartender, and he's been in uh, a bunch of things. He's oh. a comedian. He's funny. You could see. You could hear it in there. Shamik Moore is okay. playing Miles Morales. Uh, this is the story of Miles Morales. But then you got Liv Schreiber playing Kingpin, Haley Steinfeld in this one playing Spider-Gwen, Mahershala Ali as Miles' uncle Aaron, Brian Tyree Henry playing Miles' father, Jefferson, and Lily Tomlin as Aunt May. And let me tell you, I you know what I'm going to say, listener. Everyone knows I fucking love everything about this trailer. The (laughs) artwork is gorgeous. It's the Miles Morales story, but then you have an old haggard Peter Parker that's like broke and doesn't have anybody and spider Gwen, And you see uh, the goblin and the prowler and God, the colors, the animation, the, the, the comedy in this. Uh, I love it. Anthony, what did you think? I go to rug boy first. Cause okay. I'm watching it as we speak. Okay. Now before rug boy, everyone, I know the listener is waiting with bated breath. What you thought of this? Is it this? Yeah. <laughs> or is it this? How dare you do this to us? Or somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between. Okay, um, good. Uh, okay, these are. I have two. Actually, I like the trailer. I think it's gonna be cool. I, I get a little bit. I have things that confuse me about it stylistically. Um, number one, I'm not really into the guy's voice who's playing Spider Man. That's Jake Johnson. Spider Man. Peter Parker. Spider Man. Yeah, okay. Peter Parker. I just I, that threw me when yeah, I heard his voice. Very, like, doesn't, it doesn't fit. Yeah. But, um. Besides that, okay, we'll, we'll get over that. I just don't like the frame rate. What is up with this frame rate where it looks jerky? I you could see that it looks like it's almost like stop motion animation. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. Why is that happening? I see what you're saying. Why are they doing that? Instead of being fluid, it looks it terrible. Is, it should be fluid. It should it be smoother. Yeah. I mean, if I'm watching like a Pixar movie, they don't do this. Yeah. I mean, so it, but- why is it happening in a, a fucking Spider-Man movie that an animated Spider-Man movie, which I would love to see. And it just distracts the shit out of me. I can't like. I'm like, why are they doing it so jerky like that? I mean, some it of makes this, it look like it's like a Charlie Chaplin film. Some of this reminds me of Pixar a little bit in a good way. 
Uh, I see. I you know I don't know. I don't know if the whole if it's just the trailer is the whole film going to be like that. And what's up with that like that three D effect where it's like it's po- blurry three it pop- D. Yeah, it's like glitchy yeah, it's pops and the colors separate a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I like that either. I feel like that's distracting. I don't know if it's just for like, the trailer like- though, because there's also a part where it turns into like a comic book drawing for a split second. Right. Oh, like I a mean, flat drawing. I mean, that doesn't bother me. That that actually could work. But, like, I'm just wondering, why are you trying to fuck with my vision? <laughs> why are you trying to, like, not give me fluid animation? Yeah. Like, when I saw that in Godzilla, in the Godzilla anime, yeah. where Godzilla was, like, the frame rate was fucked up. Very stuttering. I could not get over it. Yeah. It just it was so distracting. I'm like, why don't... Don't they... Why are they doing this? Like, why are they... Are they cutting the frame rate because it's cheaper? I don't know. I don't know, but it looks fucking gorgeous. I mean, come on. You got... <laughs> You have no, it, that's not going to distract you the whole time. Uh, not really. Some of it is smoother than other parts of this. I see what Rugway said. Yeah, but like the part where he's falling, some of that it's like it is there. Some of it's smoother. Uh, the, you know, I I like the the relationship between him and his father when he's dropping him off to school. That's really funny. Well, his father, the whole shit is his father hates vigilantes, right? And hates Spider Man because he's, he's right. A, uh, real, c- but it looks cool. It looks like it's uh it's voiced well. You know and. Uh, it looks like it's going to be dynamic and fun and lighthearted and whatever. So I mean, uh, yeah. I, I'm into it. But like, I just don't know why they make this choice of having this jerky ass shit. Jerky, <laughs> jerky. This one is uh, Lord and Miller, I think, uh, directing this one or producing really? or writing. Yeah, this is a Lord and Miller joint uh, huh. behind it. So uh, I'm, I'm done watching it. By yeah, the way. no, I can't wait. I mean, you can. No, I'm, you, I'm done watching the trailer. Okay, you can see <laughs> and you see Kingpin and Goblin and Prowler, but just like in animation, you could do so much. And I guess Spider-Man's gonna go into his universe and train him as he becomes Spider-Man. I'm all in. Speaking of, wait, wait, you yeah. gonna give my thoughts? Oh yes, you, you son of oh, a bitch. That's why you told me you're done watching. I totally forgot. What did you think? <laughs> well, it's hard to hear the dialogue because you guys are talking. Yeah. Which is fine because you guys are talking. We're on a podcast. I shouldn't be watching this while we're on a podcast. Correct. So my comments are not going to be on the plot at all because I barely got the plot. Yeah. Other than Spider-Man's mentoring Miles Morales. I did notice some of the weird uh, 3D stuff like in the foreground of of some of the shots, which is kind of distracting. Um, but overall, it looks fun. Um, I do like some of the anim- animation choices, like the, the comic book... Um, thoughts being written out as he's oh, yeah, walking. Oh, yeah, the panels are cool, yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool. For the most part, I like kind of the look. I like the the small touch of Miles wearing Jordans or Nikes. Oh, yeah, he's wearing as Nikes. He's Spider-Man, That's right. which yep. is kind of cute. Yep. yep. The biggest thing that I liked mo- most of all is I think it's just a well-cut trailer. I like the, the music, actually. I like the hip-hop song. I don't know who's, what rapper is producing that or who's in there. Yeah, it was a good track. I like it. So yeah. overall... um, I, I mean, I, overall, I got a good impression out of it from what I could see. I couldn't really hear much of it. The other thing I love is you see uh, uh, we're getting an adult Spider-Man, which we really haven't had in a long time. I mean, not counting Tobey Maguire, who was an adult playing teenager, uh, or the other ones who were 30 playing a teenager. Like, this is adult, older, haggard Spider-Man. He's got stubble. And uh, there's a line in there, Anthony, if you listen with the sound on, he's like, don't do it like me. Do it like you to Miles, telling him to like do be Spider Man his own way. I've always liked Miles as a character. Miles is a great character. I love the design great on that. Legacy character. Yeah, yeah. And earned it and was introduced in a cool way. And more they should do things that are organic like that. That's such an organic Absolutely. It wasn't forced. It was so well written. What happened was they, they they saw that. Yeah. In my opinion. They saw Miles Morales succeed. So then they 
fast forwarded on every character's legacy character and we're like let's do everyone has a minority yeah, character yeah. For like everybody that. yeah for everybody see they got a little greedy they got, got a little greedy got a little greedy with the uh, appropriation and the uh fitting it in there but similar to miss marvel like he before her he was the the best newest character marvel had created uh that was earned and organic so who's the best legacy character besides miles morales oh jesus i have to think I mean, um, I mean, I don't, who are we talking about? Like the um, DC or Marvel? Oh, Dick Grayson, Batman. Oh, that kind Bucky, of Bucky, Bucky, mm. Bucky, Captain America. Oh, they they both earned that their share, right? They were both they both earned it. John Stewart, Green Lantern. I mean, Miss Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel did a great great Captain switch. Captain Marvel is too. actually a legacy yeah. character. You're right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's uh, it, wow. was a, it was a dude. It was a dude named Mar- Captain Marvel. Very <laughs> off the nose there, Stanley. Uh, that one I didn't think of. <laughs> this guy, Captain Marvel. What's his real name? Uh, right. Marvel. Uh, Billy. I mean, Wally West. Got the Green Wally Lanterns. West is a good one. You got Green Lanterns. There's tons of Green Lanterns. Green Lanterns. Hal yeah. Jordan. Even yeah. uh, what's his name? What's the original Flash? Uh, oh, uh, the, not the not not the original, but the one we all watch on Barry, the, Allen. Barry, Allen. Barry Allen. He's yeah. a legacy character of yeah. the older Flash. Oh, oh the yeah. older Flash. Oh yeah, of the other yeah. Flash on the yeah. Earth Two Flash. There's plenty of legacy they, characters. And there, see, these are great examples of how to do them properly, not just shove it all in at once. Uh, a little too much. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, other than the fact that we're getting an adult Spider-Man on screen, I love this. Uh, and the reason I bring up adult Spider-Man, because the last adult Spider-Man we had, we mentioned him in our last episode. Everyone's favorite 70s TV Spider-Man, Nicholas Hammond. Uh, and and uh, it got me thinking, what's he been doing? <laughs> I First of all, I was like, well, I hope he's still alive, because I didn't know at the time. And it would have been horrible if I was like, let's get Nicholas Hammond on the show. And I found out he dies 15 years ago. No oh, shit. No, he has been working steadily since the 70s. The, What's he doing? The man just got cast. Get this. This is unbelievable. Geek Boner. In Quentin Tarantino's new ah, movie. I posted that on Twitter. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nicholas Hammond, he's 68 now. But, Whoa. dude, uh, Tarantino's next film is based around the Marilyn Manson murders. It's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. About... A pair the Charles Manson. The, not I Marilyn always Manson. say Marilyn Manson because I want him to murder people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about an aging TV star and his associate as they're trying to get into the film industry, and they just they happen to live next door to Sharon Tate, who gets killed by the Manson family. That's the setup. Check out who is in this movie. Joining Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Burt Reynolds, Timothy Oliphant, Michael Madsen, Tim Roth, Dakota Fanning, Nicholas Hammond, Emile Hirsch, Luke Perry, and just announced today, Al fucking Chino. Geek Boner. Is also been cast in Al this movie. Chino. Hoo-ha. He's on a Tarantino movie. I thought you said Alba Chino. I said Alba fucking Chino. <laughs> fuck? Jessica Alba? Alba, Alba Chino. Chino. How you doing? My name's Chino. Alba Chino. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Wow. What a fucking cast. Uh, I, I, I can't wait for this. It's going to come out in 2019. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. You guys excited for uh, the next Tarantino? I'm always down for Tarantino. Say whatever you want about him. Guy's talented. Fuck it. I'll watch his movies. I mean, I still think he's one of our like greatest living directors right now. Until he actually kills someone. <laughs> I won't stop watching. <laughs> okay. Like in real life? No, I'm, in no, I'm just saying he's been accused of stuff. And, you know, with Thurman went after him. And 
But hey, man, people are still, all these motherfuckers are in this movie. All right, so. Uh, you want to be an cool Al Pacino. What, uh, Anthony, what do you think? You think you're going to check this out? Uh, probably not. No? Nope. Um, <laughs> not till like it comes. I mean, I'm not a big, I have to see Al, um, Al Pacino. Wow. Uh, Tarantino <laughs> films in the theaters. Yeah. But eventually I'll, I'll probably watch yeah. it. Yeah. No one went to go see Hateful Eight in the theater. That's true. His yeah, view, that, definitely. Wasn't, that wasn't the one I was rushing to. Yeah. Django, yes. Yeah. Uh, but Nicholas Hammond, no. good for him. He's been working. Maybe we can get him on the show to promote the movie and talk about Spider-Man. That would be awesome. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, look, we're going to take a quick break uh, and come back with some comic book movies that never got made. And maybe they shouldn't have. Maybe they should have. Who knows? Find out after this. Hey, this is Chris from the Hashtag No Offense Podcast. What we are are a weekly podcast of just three average guys from Tampa, Florida, sharing a few beers and a few laughs. Topics ranging from music and movies to kids and marriage to current events and social commentary, all while putting our own personal touch on it. Check out this clip from our most recent episode. That was I don't, amazing. I don't get what this woman's thinking, dude. She's got like a 40-pound fucking beasts on the like in the airport on the thing did you see the pictures no i didn't it was loose it wasn't in a cage dude it was just, it was perched up on her fucking like luggage cart dude and she's just trying to roll it up into the, she bought a seat for it she thought that would make it okay she bought a ticket for the fucking well peacock. at least she bought a seat for it but I they mean, told her ahead of time apparently no this is not gonna fly and she just brought the fucking thing in well, like do peacocks fly i don't think do they i don't know if they can fly or not i don't know I wonder if she plays that Katy Perry Maybe. song, Peacock, when she uh, walks around. I want to see your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock. <laughs> I don't even know that song. I don't even know that song. And, and did you did you pull up the lyrics to that song on your laptop? I wanted to make sure I got it correct. <laughs> you did. I knew it. I saw you look. I, I mean, I like you, the song, but I, I, I wanted to make sure at, I got it correct. I, I want to make sure I got the right number of cocks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like what you heard... Search for hashtag no offense on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix, and look for us on social media at HTNOS everywhere. Are you a fan of movies? Or comics? Or video games? Or just anything else nerdy? Well, you should check out the Zing Zing This this Podcast. Podcast. And that's spelled Z E N G this and you can find us every monday and we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies as well as video game discussions mm-hmm. where's some of the best places to find us ally well podbean of course you can also find us on itunes stitcher google play anywhere else you listen to your podcast, podcast. yeah so check us out once again that is zing, zing this, this. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show, if you have been gaining entertainment value from our show, I don't know how you can be getting entertainment. Some people do get entertained if we made you laugh. Uh, Consider joining up to our lovely fan club over at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. You can help support the show, give back, and you get tons of perks. Uh, sometimes episodes come out early, early releases, bonus content, stickers. You can get a t-shirt at one tier, and you all have our eternal thanks. Speaking of stickers, I sent out all the stickers. People have been getting the stickers. If you join the Facebook group, you will see lovely collaboration Photoshop artwork uh, from our listeners. And I'm just going to highlight one. 
It's a collaboration between Seth Morgan, Wes Cranford, and Lisa Morrison. Uh, Wes photoshopped the sticker, or maybe he actually went to a glory hole. Oh, yeah, shit. It's a picture of a glory hole with our sticker above it, and it says, <laughs> after you're done, might I suggest a really good podcast? I love that because... You, you know, the person is, uh, you have their attention at that moment. They're, they have to read that and look at it. And then <laughs> Wes Cranford goes, somebody should draw a dick in Imran's mouth. And then Lisa Morrison said, done. Oh, shit. And in the show notes and on the Facebook group, you will see a beautiful piece of graffiti with a red dick drawn in my mouth on the sticker. This is the most amazing collaboration. She put wrinkles on the balls. Yes. That's what I, Uh, she had attention to detail. Yes, Lisa Morrison could use (laughs) a little bit more hairs, but the wrinkles, the attention, the detail, this is legit glory hole graffiti. Uh, This is the best use of the sticker ever. It's pointing at your mouth. Yeah, I like that it's pointing well, at your mouth. Well, because Wes told her to draw it in my mouth. That was So it was three people. And then Seth Morgan went on to Photoshop it in Trump's hands. And on he got dark. And it was on Che Guevara's hat. And then it was on President Kennedy's car in the Daily Center, Daily Plaza. It was on the Batmobile. Too. It was on the Batmobile. That was the, the more brighter, happier ones. And then they progressively got darker and darker. Yeah. Good job, everyone. Hope you are enjoying the stickers. <laughs> Sign up for the fan club if, if you, you want noticed, stickers. Uh, you should someone, put up on a pair of tits. Someone pointed out that uh, Imran <laughs> wrote his return address, so send him back like uh, anthrax or oh, something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Feel free to mail me anything you want. Stop by. You know where Dick I live. Pigs. Look, if you give me money, I'll tell you where I live. You're giving me money. It's fine. Yeah, you, yeah okay. <laughs> It uh, looks low as a dollar a month. He'll so tell you where he is lives. It, I I thought it was the like perks of being on the, a patron. How long do you think it's gonna take before some dude shows up at Imran's doorstep and be like, "Yo, are you Imran?" I, look, <laughs> we've had I've had strangers. You wouldn't have to ask because no. you just see that fucking face. <laughs> he'd be, he'd be holding. He'd immediately run the uh, other way. <laughs> Listen, no. I've invited strangers to come onto the podcast in my house before. You have. Uh, but I did, yeah. look, I did that because is it not a law that you have to have a return address on, on, on mail? Yeah. Right. You don't have to put your return address. You could just look up somebody else. Do you have to? I didn't know if you had to. I thought you have to, or it doesn't get mailed. But then where would they, what would they do with it? How would they know who to send it back to? Just send, Whatever. go to like the Starbucks, get their address and put it on there. You dumbass. Said, Use the information responsibly, Patreon <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> I wonder if our overseas, well, Russ got them, right? Well, and the, here was the best thing, man. I, I love seeing where people, cause I hand addressed all these. I sent out lots of stickers to the West coast. We got big ups to California, Oregon, the whole, we got a lot of listeners there. There's some local ones, some to Florida, and then international. Two went to Canada, one went to the UK, one all the way to Australia. I hope I got you an get answer it. for you on the return West, address. Yeah. Return address is not required oh, on postal mail. Fuck me in the end. You blew it. <laughs> you blew it. Well, look, okay. If it, and if they don't have a return address and it's not to the correct nation, destination, it becomes dead mail. And then it and just sits there. Tossed. Wow, you don't need a return address. Okay, yeah. look, I will. How do you think the Unabomber did? Uh, that's a good point. He yeah. none of his... those people that they were mailing anthrax. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they put their uh, uh, shady terrorist shack behind the Seven Eleven as the return address. They're like, and they just, they just like, look, hey, it's a Muslim dude sending out with stuff out with no return address. Let's send, send the FBI <laughs> to the house. <laughs> yes, I didn't want it to be look even more shady than it already was. Yeah. Why is this Muslim dude sending out these bright ass envelopes? I got one going to the Australian Jesus. consulate, one in the United States, okay, one look, in Canada. The, <laughs> the real reason, everyone, I did this, I will, I will, I'm going to give you some inside backstory. Real quick, the wife and I, we bought a house. Oh, shit. We'll be moving. 
in a month. Whoa! So because no. so, all those Patreons, you got right? a month to visit this mother. You got a month to show up at my house. And uh, yeah, we had, no, it wasn't because of the Patreon money, Rux. That's not, we need more Patreon money. <laughs> I can afford a new God house. damn it, Imran, that's where the Patreon money's going. <laughs> I used all the Patreon money. No, look, we, got, we bought a house, we're moving on to the burbs a little bit further. So you could buy a birdhouse with Patreon money. I, I, I will, f- yeah, <laughs> show up to the address. If you take all the money that we have, you can probably buy like, a nice birdhouse. The front half of a doghouse, uh, I, I can afford. Yeah, not a doghouse. That's, we, we're asking too much yeah. there. Anyways, glory hole stickers, return addresses. That's what it's all about. Let's get to Jess Rivera, another friend of the show, posts frequently uh, in the Facebook group. Uh, Jess Rivera gave me the idea for this because honestly, I was like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about this week, guys. And then I saw him post uh, this graphic. I was like, let's do this. Comic book movies that never got made. The graphic he posted asks, which canceled movie do you wish still happened? It's a grid of six. The movies are. Can I say none of them? You can't. just move on? You can't. No, you can do it, but one at a time. The movies we're going to talk about, Batman Triumphant, The Sinister Six, Namor the Submariner, Batman Year One, Batman versus Superman that was supposed to come out in 2004 and Nicolas Cage Superman lives. Now, I did some digging. I didn't find shit on some of these. I found some on the other. So we're just going to breeze through. And honestly, I want you to tell me, like, at the time, would this have been a good movie? Starting with Batman Triumphant, does anybody know anything about this movie? I I do. Okay. What do you know about Batman Triumphant? It would have been the sequel to Batman Forever. Correct. Batman and Robin, sorry. Third, yeah. Schumacher's third Batman movie. So it would have been the fifth in that. um, Correct. Canon, and would been with uh, Scarecrow, right? Yes, main, main villain Scarecrow and Joel Schumacher actually had asked Nicholas Cage to play Scarecrow. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, um, I'm glad. I mean, I'll give you my quick. I, you'll probably go over it a little bit more, but I'll give you give you my quick analysis at the time, 1999. That's I probably would have. I would have wanted to see it because yeah. I would have been 12 years old, so I still yeah. didn't understand what was good or bad. Yeah. Um, it probably would have been just as bad, if not worse, than the other ones. Maybe, maybe not. It's an interesting test to it. Uh, Rugs, do, what do you know about the Triumphant? Uh, I just know what you just told me. Okay. That's it. I know it was yeah. going to be the supposed uh, continuation if Batman and Robin was well regarded, and it wasn't. Correct. This movie was also known as Batman Unchained. Uh, the script was known at one point. George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, Michael Goh as Alfred, they were all going to return. Like you said, Anthony Scarecrow was going to be the Look, the main villain. Yeah, I hated Batman and Robin. I was in my twenties when I saw yeah, that dog yeah, shit. Yeah, no, that was. And I was like, no. As soon as I saw Alicia Silverstone in that Batgirl yeah, costume, yeah. I was like, get me the fuck out of this theater well, right this now. This is right. Schumacher, <laughs> you know, in the two movies, kind of destroys or th- uh, yeah, he did two. Wait, there was three. He did two. He did two. He kind did two out of the four. Destroys. The the franchise, but here's the one twist. This movie, he said that he was being sent letters by parents, thousands of letters saying, I need a movie to take to my kids, take my kids to. So that's why he turned it into the fucking toy factory, bright ass, fucking silly ass shit that it was. He wanted to make this third movie He because he hoped it would be a smaller budget and he wanted to make a fan pleasing movie. He actually wanted to make the fan movie for the fans. How was he going to do this? This I, this part is interesting. Uh, the secondary villain was going to be Harley Quinn, who's going to be a toy maker who finds out that Joker is her father and Madonna or Cordley Love were, were possibly in the running. Oh, God. Right. That, it's so it's so 99. 
<laughs> obviously. But Scarecrow was going to develop a fear toxin with his plan being to use it on Bruce, turning him crazy, getting him locked up at Arkham. Batman, under the influence of the toxin, was intended to culminate in a show-stopping, cameo-filled hallucination sequence. He wanted to bring back Danny DeVito's Penguin, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face, Jim Carrey's Riddler, and the final confrontation scene would have been with Jack Nicholson's Joker. Crazy idea, but he wanted to tie all five of the movies together. Not even the Tim Burton movies. Uh... It would have been a crazy fucking movie. And of course, like you it said, it sounds beyond terrible. It's a, Why are you reading this though? with any kind of, yeah, in 99. I, Why I, would you urinate on <laughs> the fucking Tim Burton? The Batman one thing movies? I would have loved to see Jack Nicholson's Joker no. one more time. No, with, I don't know. That would have been it, under any circumstance. It it's a shtick. No. The whole thing is, it's like, it's just a big gimmick. Yeah. It's bullshit. It, would, it, it reminds me of a, uh, like a, a lesser Godzilla Final Wars. Yeah. Where you're yeah. just bringing in all the, the villains and everything. Just For no like, reason. Just fucking yeah, throw just everybody f- in. Come on, Amron. You can't be behind this. All right. But, I don't see how this could have been a smaller budget film, though. No. Well, that's... With fact, all those no, names. Exactly. He, he, that's what he hoped. It didn't happen. Eventually, the backlash to Batman and Robin and the fact that they were like, this is way too expensive to fucking make. What are you doing? Uh, it's never going to happen. Joel Schumacher needs to stop doing rails of coke before he thinks <laughs> <laughs> You know, he was an indie filmmaker and got like kind of uh, sucked into the, making these big budget things and then just was just be, uh, forced by the studio to make fucking toys. Just, this is not his movies. No. This is not the type of movie he should make. Exactly. And he makes great movies, yes. but not these kind of movies. And I don't think he wanted to make these movies. No. Clearly, it was a fucking paycheck, a huge paycheck. But uh, and then ends up killing fucking Batman for a while. OK, let's move on to the next one, which this movie, The Sinister Six, by Sony, which really shouldn't even be on here because we're probably going to end up seeing this uh, in the future with the but new... But not in this sort of But not in this form. This movie was supposed to come out in November 2016. It was going to be a spinoff of uh, Mark Webb's Andrew Garfield, Amazing Spider-Man, and you were going to see Dane DeHaan, uh, Goblin, Paul Giamatti, uh, Rhino, Chris Cooper uh, as another Goblin returning. Uh, Jamie Foxx, Riz Ifan, and Andrew Garfield were also rumored to cameo. This is the movie that fell through after the Sony email hack in 2014, uh, which led to a better thing, which is Marvel getting to use Spider-Man in the MCU in cooperation. Directed by Drew Goddard, Goblin was going to lead the team. I, I still think this is a bad idea to do in a movie. I don't know. I don't think I wanted to I see it I think it only then. makes sense to do it in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. The, yeah. The, I mean, there's not much for us to say, for yeah. me to say on this other than it. That, that's the same thing as Rugboy said. Remember the time, though, when we thought we were getting another Spider-Man movie with Andrew Garfield? Remember that weird brief time where you're yeah, like... Yeah, and I would have watched it. Yeah. I, I would have... If, if it had potential, I would have watched it. It wasn't... Look, they blew it with the the end of that movie. Yeah. That end of that movie fucking ruined that movie. It wasn't bad until the end. And then and then they, they just fucked it up. So they still could have kind of come back from that. Talking about the second one. But they chose one. not... Yeah. 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 Well, they went a little overboard. Uh, it also reminds me of another never-made movie. It was uh, going to be Sam Raimi's uh, fourth Spider-Man movie. With the Vulture. Which eventually they took the Vulture from that and put him in uh, Homecoming. So uh, this next movie I got nothing on. Namor the Submariner. And there's a movie poster. Who is that Who is that supposed to be? It's on? Eric Bana. Oh, it's Eric Bana who kind of looks like a really shitty vampire with the widow's peak. Yeah. Like, I don't like it. Uh, Namor the Submariner. 
Uh, I couldn't find anything except for the fact that I would have seen a Submariner movie. I, Submariner, when was this going to come out? Uh, I'm not sure. It's for years they've been trying to do this. The problem is the rights in limbo. Yeah. Nobody knows if Universal owns it or Marvel owns part of it. It's complicated. I'm still down for a Submariner movie. I don't know at the time. It depends when this would have came out. Uh, yeah, this I probably would have seen it. Maybe in early 2000s. It kind of looks like it wanted to come out, but it's. A, I mean, is Aquaman going to take the steam out of this? I don't think they're ever going to get the rights to this back. Kevin Feige made it sound like it's very complicated and it maybe not even be worth it to go jump through the hoops for this. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I would I would see it. If we make it. We may see it in Aquaman. Uh, we don't know. Anymore? Yeah, like a, you know, a, yeah, a version. Know. Of. Hey, uh, hey. Okay, this next one. This next one I remember. It's pretty interesting. It's called Batman Year One. Pre Christopher Nolan's Batman, Darren Aronofsky and Frank Miller write a script. For Batman Year One, you could read the whole script online. I will put a link to it. This was going to be an read all- the whole script for us and run. Let's I know you okay. Want to. Open no, interior, do exterior, camera, close up, <laughs> fades down. I do have some dialogue from this movie. You'll find out how bad and weird this movie was. So Frank Miller writes Batman Year One, right? David Mazzucchelli writing, amazing story. And instead of just adapting that, uh, he right. fucking subverts the shit even more. Oh shit. Check this out. It was going to be an R-rated movie. This is what Aronofsky said himself. He goes, now, before most of you wonder why Warner Brothers didn't pick it, it was mainly due to the fact that it completely changed everything about Batman and really wasn't anything like year one. The script was penned by Darren Aronofsky, Frank Miller. In the script, Bruce Wayne wasn't a billionaire playboy, but was homeless, uh, living on the streets of Gotham. Alfred is an African-American mechanic who isn't even called Alfred, but instead called Big Al. Batman drives a souped-up Lincoln town car. Bruce Wayne gets the idea of Batman because when he beats up wrongdoers down on the streets of Gotham, he punches them with a mighty ring on his finger bearing the initials of his father, Thomas Wayne, TW, which ends up looking like a bat symbol on the foreheads of said criminals. Somebody touch my spaghetti! Wow, what do you think of that, Anthony? Would you have wanted to see anything like that? Man, why would Frank Miller write? I'm trying to put like myself this? though in the mindset of how I was in the early 2000s. Yes, yes. Before. So I probably would have seen it, right? <laughs> you would have seen anything, Batman. I would have seen anything, Batman. Yes, I will always want an R-rated Batman. We have yet to get uh, an R-rated live-action movie. This sounds like a cool movie, just not a cool Batman movie, right? This is a completely different yeah, character. He, he can't be it's a not homeless Batman. guy. Sorry, dude. Why wouldn't Try you just again. create a new superhero and like make it this? Why would Frank Miller even? Why wouldn't you just adapt your fucking brilliant comic book that you made? Uh, Aronofsky, who I love, Darren Aronofsky, Pie Requiem for a Dream. I've always loved his work. When he started out, he he was citing uh, French Connection, Taxi Driver as influences, and it's evidenced in the script because there is lots of voiceover. Oh shit! Here's some. Just, of, yeah. Before you get See, into that, yeah. I just want to say this that symbol like the having to explain the symbol is so early 2000s it really is right like why like they always the had to like over explain yeah. why something was the way it was comic booky they like, never yeah. trusted it yeah like yeah Daredevil did That's that true. a little bit uh i feel yeah you have to explain like just let like, the- i mean like x-men is the prime example like yeah. why they were like we gotta we, we can't wear those colorful costumes we gotta <laughs> give them something practical like yeah. leather <laughs> tight leather that's tight really hot leather, yes. that looks just as stupid yeah. 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 So, it, was, the, it was that time and this would have been at that time but here's some sample dialogue of uh, Bruce's voiceovers uh, here's one line dear father 
I am ready for the next level. I realize now violence alone is not enough. I must become a detective, a scientist, a scholar of crime. It's a little, little over the top there. Uh, or I love this line. Father, it takes everything I have just to contain this fury. I can feel it in my chest. It wants to escape. I'm afraid of what I might do. Fucking, this sounds like a really uh, paranoid, uh, psychotic Batman. A little bit. But she would be. Huh. <laughs> uh, check out the script for the sounds rest Sounds like of it. not Batman. Sounds like not Batman <laughs> at all. Uh, so it's probably a good thing that one didn't get made. I think I will agree with everyone. This next one gets even more interesting. Batman versus Superman. Warner Brothers We already again. had that. We had that. This one was going to come out before that one, 2004. Remember in I Am Legend? Yeah. There was that billboard Easter egg. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought, oh, they were, that was a, a nod to the future. They knew they were going to make a Batman for, no, no. Uh, no, no, that was a nod to um, the past, to a movie that n- got shelved, that never got made, that was pretty close to getting made. It's going way back, 2001. So, Speaking of the next movie, in 2001, Warner Brothers was going to make Aronofsky's Year One, and they were going to make J.J. Abrams' written Superman flyby, another superhero movie that never got made. Originally, McGee attached to it, but then Wolfgang Peterson got hired. But then they decided, hey, let's combine them. We're going to release this in 2004. The heroes will collide in a plot tying the cities. Johnny Depp, Colin Farrell, Jude Law, James Franco, even the late Paul Walker were among the shortlist for the two roles. Akiva Goldsman in 2002 rewrites the script, and it's a lot like Snyder's Batman versus Superman. Bruce is older. Robin's dead. Clark is divorced from Lois, and Lex pits them against each other. And they finally settled on two actors shortlisted for Superman, Josh Hartnett and Christian Bale in the mix to play Batman in Aronofsky's. So Bale was going to play Batman since Aronofsky's Batman year one always. Right. Josh Hartnett would have played Superman. And uh apparently Josh Hartnett. Josh wow. Hartnett. Yeah. What what was he in? Would he have been he a big enough a, name to do anything? He's a big dude. He, he, and he was also very popular with the girl ladies. Yes, that he time. was the ladies man. Let's see, was in the two thousands. He was in the only this big break was in the movie The Faculty. Oh, yeah. oh. and then he was he's in, in recently he was he in was that in Pearl fucking Harbor. Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. Yeah, yeah. Pearl Harbor. That's the werewolf. Sin yep. City, uh, Wicker Park, 30 he Days of Nights. Halloween. Pearl Bl- Harbor. Black, Dahl, Dahl, yeah. Black Hawk Down. 40 Days and 40 Nights. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely, like, he would have been, he would have got the the girl, the, the ladies, like, heartthrob Superman. Uh, is he, is he any good? I can't remember. He seems very generic. He was, yeah, I mean, he was. Okay. Kind of a generic He was dude. your, like, at the early 2000s where, like, people, they were just higher people based on looks, especially for the males. And just be like, you're the next Leo. You're the next Leo. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so this, Wolfgang Peterson actually said this movie was really close to happening. What happens is J.J. Abrams turns in a new script for Superman flyby. And then suddenly being reactionary, weird, no plan, idiots that they are, they reevaluate the whole thing. They shove Batman versus Superman. And instead of flyby in year one, we get Chris Nolan's Batman and Brian Singer's Superman. I will say one was a better project than the other one because they probably wanted a whole trilogy of Brian Singer Superman. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have seen this. Yeah. I would have been super pumped as a. Right. Well, 16 year old. In 04. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would, at that point in time, I would have been down for it. It's clear that Christian Bale it's was going to play they, Batman. It, it's clear, though. I mean, 
I knew that this was a thing, but it's clear that WB has been wanting to do a Batman. They've been wanting to put those two characters on screen together forever. And they fucking blew it when they finally did it. Uh, but yeah, the story of just that Batman versus Superman and these other Batman Superman movies, it's, it's so interesting, uh, which leads us to the next, probably the biggest documented one. Superman lives from Warner Brothers. That was going to start Nick Cage as Superman. Now, if you haven't seen this wonderful documentary, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened by John Schnepp over at Collider. You, Ruggs, you oh, seen it this, right? been, this would have been such a... I saw that documentary. This movie would have been such a shit show. <laughs> oh, you would do- not yeah. even be able to even live with yourself after you've seen it. The documentary is amazing. You have to see it. Tim Burton's in there. Uh, you got Nick Cage. You got Kevin Smith. So Ke- this was Nick Cage as Clark Kent, directed by Tim Burton, produced by hairdresser John Peters. That's the guy who really fucked up this this whole project because it started with a, a script by Kevin Smith that was actually probably pretty decent. I read some of the reviews of it. Uh, it was very much like what we have now on the CW or in the MCU, Kevin Smith's script was. But then John Peters had rewrites and rewrites. Uh, but so John Peters in 97 wanted a Superman movie that had the following elements. He's like, the Superman movie should have Brainiac, should have a Brainiac Luthor team up. So he can sell more toys. It should have the death of Superman so he could sell toys. It should have a Superman who wore multiple costumes so he could sell toys and a darker, more cynical take on the character because it was the 90s. Right. So after all the fucking around with the script, Burton and Peters end up with a weird fucking story where Brainiac is like a giant spider and uh, Cage is wearing like a, a light up suit that the abs light up. Uh, uh, with LED, it's kind of like, like he's got like electrical powers. Yeah, you know those uh those dance groups now that have the LED like uh choreographed light up fucking dance groups that they're really awesome. Yeah, it was the suit like that with lights running through it with muscles built in with muscles built in and just the image of everyone's seen this image of Nick Cage in this suit. Like I don't know, I'm kind of torn. Like it sounds so crazy that I would have loved to see what the fuck this movie would have been. Anthony, right. Anthony, what are your thoughts? Man, so I'm trying to put myself in right? my mindset of 97. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have seen it, right? Uh, it would have been 13, 12. But, I mean, I even not, like even back then, I would have never been like Nick Cage yeah, it is been super. A- like, he, he does not <laughs> scream Clark Kent to me at all. He loves Superman. Like, he loves Superman, but I, this is going to sound, eh, I don't care how it sounds. <laughs> Nick Cage is not good looking enough to play Superman. Uh, I think you said that correctly. Yes, <laughs> it'll he it would he's be. Not, a, he's not that guy. He's you, you need that like square jawed yeah, kind of yeah, guy, and yeah. he's just he's got a fat like long oval face, got with kind a of big a long pointy nose. nose. Yeah, and like he's already he was already losing his hair at that time. Like, <laughs> no, no, he, it would be a Nick Cage movie. He's got like a crazy smile. Yeah, like he's yeah. like the Joker. If yeah. like, you're gonna put him on anything, put him like do something like that. He's Nick Cage. Maybe he should have played like this. Lex. Is just an ill conceived wow. idea. How much cocaine do you? think they did thinking this shit up that's what i want uh i think all of it probably oh, all this tim burton tim burton was gonna direct so tim burton so you it know, would have been real fucking weird yeah like tim burton gave us the weird batman i don't right. know if i need He's tim great burton for batman, yes yeah. exactly i don't think i need a tim burton superman that's the wrong character right yeah. or the tim burton but i highly recommend this documentary it is would have been a weird ass fucking movie. wild wild story would have been a weird ass movie that one i'm um, I don't know. I'm. I would have watched it just, but it would have been an outside weird fucking. Nicholas Cage named his kid Kal El. That's the only thing that he's got that makes him. Super Did he really? Yeah. 
Yes, he did. He loves fucking Superman. Uh, I got a couple of honorable mentions that are movies that I would have loved to see. The first one being George Miller's Justice League. I would have seen that. This actually, out of all the ones that you've mentioned, this one I've done a little bit of research on. It actually sounds. Well, I just know that Jim, uh, just George Miller was going to do it. It was going to be the same time as uh, as the Nolan series, so that was going to be a little confusing. Yeah. Um, but it was going to be a Tower of Babel storyline, and I, it just sounded like it might have been a lot of fun. Rugs, what do you know about uh, George Miller's Justice? It was going to call be called Justice League Mortal to be released two thousand seven. It just looked like it was going to be a a good action movie. Yeah. And yeah. George Miller knows action. Yeah. He's does practical a lot. Uh, you know, he, he did uh, the new Mad Max movie, Fury Road, yeah. and that was fucking incredible. Yeah. For an old fuck to make a great movie like yeah, that. he's like 80 years movie. old, yes. and he makes fucking Fury Road. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Like, he, as dumb as the costumes look, yeah. it probably would have been fucking badass. So story-wise, you guys are right. Like, I read a couple of reviews, and it sounds like, remember we reviewed Batman Red Hood, and we're like, why can't they make these DC animated movies in live action? Uh, it sounds like it would have been a great animated movie. So much stuff happens. It drops you so right into action. We so making this. Yes. Characters are barely introduced. It moves quickly. It's bookended with a funeral. And like you said, Anthony, it's uh, inspired by Tower of Babel, OMAC Project, Little Crisis on Infinite right. Earths, Identity Crisis. Yes, this is how close they were. The sc- not only was there a script, there was a cast. They had sets, costumes in production. They were months away to start filming in Australia. Literally days before they started shooting this $250 million movie, they fucking pulled the plug. Oh, shit. Because it had something to do with like the tax law in Australia and uh, other things that were going to cost them more. And they just fucking killed it. Uh, in the movie, Flash is the point of view character. And, well, it's no spoiler. You can read the thing. Spoiler alert. It's his funeral that it's bookended with. He dies at the end and it starts. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, The team was going to be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Barry Allen, Flash, Aquaman with the prosthetic water hand, Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, (laughs) and Martian Manhunter, John Johns, with an assist from Wally West. Here's your cast. Adam Brody as the Flash. Okay. Army Hammer as Batman. Not bad. Common as John Stewart, Green Lantern. Cool. Yes. DJ Katrona as Superman. I have no idea who that is. He's just a big dude. Megan Gale as Wonder Woman. I have no idea who that is. She looks like Wonder Woman. Hugh Keys Byrne as Martian Manhunter. No idea. And Santiago Cabrera as Aquaman with Zoe Kassan as Iris Allen. And we were going to have Jay Baruchel. That would have been weird. As Maxwell Lord, Teresa Palmer as Talia Al Ghul. There is, I'll put this in the show notes, I'll find it. There is a cast photo of all of them. We've seen it, we've seen it. Yes, everybody's seen it. Like, that's how close they were. Everything, that's crazy. Uh, This is, this is, I kind of would have loved this. George Miller would have given us a sick. I don't know if I would have loved it, but I would have seen it. Like, I don't think he would have cared about, like, doing the origins or even introducing the characters. It would have been like an animated movie. Like, you know who these people are? We're going to jump right the fuck in and reading, uh, like, a quick synopsis of the script. It's crazy. Like, so much shit happens. Right. But we got shitty. Ju- well, they, they got. They also got sort of rethinking, and they're like, "Why? Why are we doing two bat- different versions of Batman?" And they got yeah, their own heads about yeah, it. yeah. Which you know, you could have done it. I think it would have been all right. You got the Batman that's in the Justice League movies, and then you got this Batman is in these movies. Confusing. Maybe. Well, the all Justice right. League we got. We got a shitty. Good. They did it anyway. Yes. They did two different Batmans. They yeah. did it anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, not at the same time though. 
one after another. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one I would have loved to have seen, maybe just because. Did you read the script for this? Uh, some of it. Uh, I read the entire okay, script like Rudd, twice. Tell us about. James, I don't remember in it. In 1992, it was like years ago. James Cameron oh, yeah, wrote a Spider-Man oh, script. I remember hearing about this. Uh, Ruggs, what do you remember about this script? I just remember it was fucking badass. <laughs> I just remember it had so much balls that Spider-Man never had. Um, I, and I think he wanted Leo DiCaprio yep, for Peter. Yep. Or Eddie Furlong, because he was also no, not Eddie Furlong. close to Fuck making uh, <laughs> The Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in talks to play Dr. Octopus. This is James Cameron exploring Peter's spider powers as a metaphor for puberty angle. Yeah. So there was a love story in yeah. there. It was very good. The love story He was does good. some rapey shit a little bit. Like he's a little stalkery, like hanging out watching yeah. MJ undress. And then he wakes up and like he's jizzed webs all over himself and his blanket is yeah. sticky and wet. Well, Sam Raimi kind of took some of that puberty yes, he did. stuff yes, with, he the, did. with the webbing coming yeah. out at yeah. opportune times. And the second movie where like he has performance anxiety right. and he can't. Uh, so it would have had the organic web shooters, but I think it would have had an older uh, well, I guess it was a teenager if it was Leo DiCaprio at the time. But, man, that would have been crazy. James Cameron doing Spider-Man. This is right after yeah. Titanic. Yeah. Holy shit. No, 92? No, no, Titanic was later, wasn't it? Yeah, this, this, is, is, this would have been before Titanic. This is before, yeah. before T2. Oh, T2, yeah. Yeah. Before Terminator 2. I mean, Cameron was uh, it's really hot at that time. I mean, he, he was could, batting he, a thousand. Yeah, he could have done that. I mean, he probably would have. It might not have been the the Spider Man you guys probably grew up uh, reading about, but I think it would have been pretty good. You know, and we saw some of this in that show, Dark Angel, with Jessica Alba, where I I love that look. It was also kind of a dark superheroine, but it was kind of also some of the. I, I don't know if it would have been things. my favorite Spider Man yeah. movie, but I guarantee you the action would have been fucking off the chain. Yeah, and would it have been an R rated movie? It almost sounded like it was going to be fucking yeah R rated. Yeah, the way it was going. Uh, Rugs, I watched that uh, on AMC. James Cameron's The Story of Science Fiction, all six episodes. Goddamn, it's a fucking good series. You got like everybody yes. to fucking pitch in for that. You think about, look, I'm, I'm James Cameron sitting down talking to Steven Spielberg, like buddies. Like, who doesn't want to hear that? James Cameron, Christopher Nolan, Guillermo del Toro. They're just sitting down, two fucking masters of film and science fiction, uh, shooting the breeze about their movies. Oh, so good. So good. Highly recommend the six episode series on AMC. Uh, and that's really it. Does anybody have any other ones they can remember that they would have wanted to see? Uh, maybe this Green Arrow escape from Supermax that was brought no up in the group. About that no, I, I heard about that, and uh, I had no idea. This was in a, that. a Berlanti thing that he wanted to do before. Well, he ended Arrow. up making that. He ended yeah. up making that into the Arrow. Show. The Arrow. It would have been Green Arrow who's locked up, and it's an escape escape film. Uh, there's and there's tons more. I'll put a couple of links. Uh, of other movies that never got canceled. Do you guys, uh, uh, any other honorable mentions for you guys? Uh, I can't remember at this time, but I mean, there's been multiple things that were going to happen. A lot of them in the WB that never happened. So yeah, it's like, it's there's a lot of fa- false starts. the WB that seems to have I remember there was supposed to be, when, but right when Origins Wolverine came out, they were supposed to do like a couple Origins films, similar to how Star Wars is doing their prequels. Ah, and I yes. remember they were supposed to be a Magneto Origins That's film. That's one that was supposed to come out in 2009, yep. and uh, that would never that pan might have been out. interesting, although they kind of already they they did touched it. upon it yeah. in uh, in First Class. Yeah. It was kind of cool. That The scenes with um, Magneto as a child yeah. at Auschwitz yeah. and then hunting Nazis in, in South America or some of the best parts. Of and then when he, when he goes back there, uh, yeah. I even like that part. This They wanted uh, David Goyer to write and direct uh, the Magneto. Oh, uh, and it would have been, it would have been in world war two. 
Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, so 60s X-Men film. Uh, there's so let's quickly let's talk about a couple of movies that have been announced that probably are going to happen. We just need to ad- aren't or are they are not going to happen. Oh. We need to just admit to ourselves this shit ain't happening. I'm going to read you a list of movies. I want you guys to tell me which is the most unlikeliest to be made out of these following the gam- gambit gambit. That's what that's the, that's that, that list. Cyborg. Oh, unlikeliest? Yes. Okay, keep going. So I got Gambit, Cyborg, the X-23 movie, Gotham City Sirens, Lobo, Justice mm-hmm. League Dark, Doctor Doom movie, and Green Lantern Corps. That's a lot of Warner Brothers. You movies. say Gambit, Rugs? I think Gambit and X-23 are not going to happen. I'm uh, I'm actually going to go Cyborg. Oh, you don't think Cyborg's ever happening? I don't know. It's I a shame don't... because he was kind of like... Uh, the most interesting character in <laughs> Justice League. Yeah, I, found, I didn't find him. No, I wanted to know more reference. about him. I would have liked to see Daphne Keene as X-23, but uh, in between, while we don't have a Wolverine, maybe to tide us over. Yeah. Mm. But I don't think like... Uh, Which one do you want to see? How about that? Doctor Doom by Noah Hawley. That one okay. sounds good. I want to see... That would uh, be awesome. I got to. I would rather. I want to see Doctor. Uh, not Doctor. Doctor Doom is good. I'd rather. I want to see Justice League Dark. Yeah, I was going to say that one too. Or yes. um, like a good, like a good Green Lantern course. Yes, both of those. Like I'm on board. How can you look at the potential for an awesome space cop Green Lantern Corps movie? Just take Guardians of the Galaxy, make them lanterns. What's the fucking problem? How hard is this? I, I would say know. Gambit is probably the. The one that has is going to be terrible. Gambit's. Regardless. I don't think Gambit's ever going to happen. There's no way you can make a good movie. Oh no, yeah, because Gambit. Gambit's not. He's only popular because of the cartoon, and it's it's because he's got that Cajun accent. Like and the I, cartoon hasn't even been on in like 20 yeah, years. Yeah. Like I can't think of any defining things about no, Gambit. Other, Gambit other than his, he looks cool, sort of, and he has that accent. Channing Tatum. They're not going to make him look like that either. No. Yeah. Tatum's been trying to make this movie for fucking years. It's never coming out. It's never happening. I think I I, I think that's the one that's never going to happen. But Justice League Dark, so I recently watched also another great thing on Hulu. They have all the DC animated movies. It's very cool. So I finally got to watch, I watched uh, the G- Justice League versus Teen Titans and Justice League Dark, which was actually it's a pretty good movie. Both of them. Both of them were really good. I would love to see Justice League Dark, even though we're getting a Swamp Thing show on the, the streaming thing. I like Swamp Thing and Dead Man. Dead Man and Batman are hilarious in Justice League Dark. Uh, you got to watch it just for that. It's an interesting movie. I don't remember it that much. <laughs> but live action Justice League Dark with Matt Ryan, Matty Ryan, Constantine, maybe. Sure. Right. He voices uh, him in the in the cartoon. So isn't he? Isn't he in the show? He is on Legends also, and yeah. will be in Legends next season. He's one of the Legends ish, sort of. But I love when he comes on. He doesn't smoke. How is Legends? Is it it's still dude, shitty? It's still fun. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's still shitty. It's he goes. Still it's still fun. Crazy Doctor Who cares. Bad shit. Fun. Like, it's enjoyable because they don't really take themselves seriously. It's a fun show. You can't overthink it. I've long just stopped overthinking it. Uh, But still pretty solid. There's a couple of different characters in the lineup, so. It's kind of like if I don't get sucked into something that it doesn't pull me in, if it's just I'm forcing myself to watch it, then I just stop watching. Yeah, I'm the same way. That's how I am right now. All right. Well, stop watching. I'm the same way on a lesser scale. I don't watch (laughs) as much. I'm not doing it for the fandom anymore. I used to do it. I felt like I had a a, a duty like three years ago when we started this podcast or when you guys started this podcast (laughs) and I glommed onto it. Um, I was like, oh, I need to do this because I've been waiting for these shows my whole life. 
And now I'm like, I'm done with it. You felt like you owed it to the, the community to support this stuff? Yeah, I, I felt like yeah. I, since I wanted it, I finally got what I wanted. Yeah. Exactly. And then I started watching it. And I'm like, okay. I After the third year of watching it, I was like, okay, I've I've seen enough. And I know it's never going to go above this. Yeah. So I'm just bailing I out. Mean, you, you bring up a very good point because I, I was the same way. I, I kind of have a completest nature. I know Anthony's, You still are the same way. I still am. But even me, I can't keep up with stuff and- here, look, so here's the thing. Today, June 7th, fucking Cloak and Dagger is premiering on Freeform. Two-hour premiere. Here is the new thing. Who? I mean, who, who's? Does anybody give a fuck? Who I have time What's to watch Freeform? this? Freeform is what the ABC family- is that today? It came out today? James comes out today, Cloak and I Dagger. I might watch it. I, I, might, yeah. I, 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 I might watch the first episode. Uh, the trailer look it being good. on Freeform already kind of scares me. I, yeah. that, that used to be ABC Family. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So now that's how I watch Runaways on Hulu. I enjoy that. Like, but Anthony, you've got you've seemed to have gotten uh, cold on some of the TV side oh, of things. I, I've all gotten of the TV super side. picky on all this stuff. Like Luke Cage, are you in? That's coming out later this month. You gonna be in? Yeah, I'll probably watch it now. I'll probably watch it. Like the Netflix shows, I'll watch. Yeah, because it's it's streaming, and I could like I could bulk watch them yeah you can watch them while yeah, my interest is still there yeah, right yeah that's the thing about uh, the other shows like I, i'll uh i have no tolerance i have, i don't want to i watch it i forget about what happens yeah. then i wait the week and i could probably dvr them and just try and, and binge just watch yeah. them like i got a whole bunch of legion i gotta catch up on yeah I've been like, that i gotta up. catch up on legion too but uh um, but I, i'm gonna check out uh the cloak and dagger uh, other great uh, Netflix notes. Thor Ragnarok on Netflix. I started watching that. It's on there. Yes. Yes. Holy week. Fuck. I, mean, I watched fucking, a little bit of it today. I watched too. A little, yeah. It's so much fun. Like you could just turn that movie on and and run it in the background. It's so much fun. I totally forgot the line where Korg is where he's like, "Uh, I was gonna start a revolution, but I didn't print enough pamphlets, so nobody came." <laughs> it's so fucking good. And then uh, Luke Cage, June twenty second, Last Jedi at the end of the month, June twenty sixth on Netflix. And I'm, wow. I'm kind of interested in watching that again because I've actually only seen it once. And, and I've seen it a few times. I need to see it again. But so this Disney, uh, Netflix, Marvel, Star Wars deal is still hot. Like it, it, that means we're going to get Infinity War on Netflix before the year is over. Think about it. All these by November, Infinity wow. War will probably be on Netflix. Now, what happens afterwards once they start their streaming, once this Disney Fox merger, which now. Doesn't seem like a short thing, Comcast. Uh, did you hear the latest about the thing? Comcast has got their bid. We, th- I thought Rupert Murdoch wanted to strategically partner with Disney. Turns out he will just take the highest bid. Oh, shit. he doesn't care. So Comcast oh. is offering sixty billion to Disney's fifty-four billion. But isn't the deal that they can't take the characters with them? I don't know. I don't know if the rights revert either way. Why wouldn't they? If Fox owns the property. It, it, unless it's in that contract, I don't know the rights that you can't sell this. Like, right. That if you sell, you have to return the things. I don't know. I heard that, that they lose the marble rights. If they sell it, mm, if they sell to Comcast, huh? I There's going to be heard. a bidding war. And, uh, it's, it's already happening. It's happening right now. Uh, they're still waiting on like the AT&T time Warner merger. And so, Everything is up in the air. Right now, you can enjoy all the Marvel and Star Wars movies on Netflix, you know, six months after they come out. They're in the Netflix. Not too shabby. All right. Let's get into the mailbag. I got one voice message and one uh, Facebook question and one email. 
Of course, I'm sure you can guess who the voice message is from. I'm not even going to say his name. I'm just going just play to it. play it. Hey, what's up, guys? Matty J here. Ooh, just kind of hanging out on this lovely Wednesday afternoon, watching some Twitch TV. Just wanted to send a quick speak pipe. Oh, hold on. Somebody's at the door. What's up, dude? Hey, yeah, I got a couple of uh, magazines here. You order any magazines? I don't think so. What do you got there? Uh, yeah, we got uh, Young and Stuffed Puppets. Uh, did you say Young and Stuffed Puppets? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also got Male Oiled Wrestlers from the Decades. And last but not least, Two-Tone Goatee Care Monthly. Any of these years, bro? I don't think I think you got the wrong house, dude. I'm just going to close the door. That was freaking weird. Anyways, keep up the average show, guys. Mediocre as always. See you later. This is going great. <laughs> All right. Uh, is this the last time that we're playing? <laughs> I'm just going to answer in sound clips right now. <laughs> I wanted oh. to just hear Rug voice reaction. To Rugs, that. what do you think? That's what he said. He's, I think he's doing skits. Think... He's doing skits on the speak pipe. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess you could call them skits. So you Alyssa, get uh, nothing. You lose. I like, I liked it better when he was just being creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to admit that. Uh, 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 I love that he's doing skits on the Of course, you love everything, though. You like, yeah, you love it. <laughs> I'm getting a subscription. I, the, he's a fan. The part you know, I laughed at was when he said, can I keep up the mediocre show? Yeah, I, at I, least I, now, an honest critique, finally, from Matthew Miller about All the right, show. Well, good. He's being honest. Yes. And now I'm going to be honest. If you want us to play your speak pipes, start paying for the Patreon. <laughs> there you go. Come yeah. we're, in, we're indulging you. Indulge us. All right. So that's that. There it is. Moving on. Ray Swanson, a friend of the show, had a question uh, based off our review of Han Solo from last episode. And I thought this is interesting. I didn't, this didn't occur to me. He said, was I the only person that thought Dryden Voss was going yes. to be Darth Maul or someone of his race? I mean, the facial stripes, yellow eyes and inclusions on his head that looked like they were horns. The double bladed dagger that was also red was Incisions the human trying to emulate Maul. What do you think, Rux? No, I, I think it was something to tie them together. But I don't think it was like uh, obviously he. I was, think the uh, funniest uh, thing is they didn't like explain like what what he was, what was on his face, like no. Why do it? Why, uh, yeah, why why even fucking do it if you're not gonna? But it, I saw a lot of the I, the double blade and the red uh, blade. I was like, wow. Here's the interesting thing about that, Anthony. What did you think? Did you see that? Do you even care? Star Wars? No, I don't care. Okay. Here's the other interesting thing about that part in the movie. Originally. Michael K. White, Omar from The Wire, was originally cast as Dryden Voss. He couldn't make the reshoots once the Ron Howard came on. They replaced him, reshot everything with uh, Paul Bettany, which is why every scene, Paul Bettany is in the same fucking room. In every scene he does, he probably knocked that out in like a weekend for them. Oh, wow. On the one I had no set. idea about that. That's what happened. That's, yeah. And you know what? Michael K. White has that interesting scar running down his face naturally i wonder if that's michael, uh, michael k white oh, yeah okay. yeah i wonder if that's why they put these I stars on that thought michael j michael j white, j. white. No, no, michael j. i was like white. wow they went from a yeah. black guy yeah. to <laughs> a fucking english dude uh, no no not that guy michael k white who is uh that's quite a change he's amazing so that may be why 
the movie doesn't, you know, some parts doesn't hold up so well. It's uh, there's a lot of last minute shit. Uh, and finally, an email from our buddy, Jimmy Craven. He says, hey, Imran, Anthony, and Ruggs, thanks for the stickers. Funny thing, I was actually listening to the podcast when I opened my mailbox and got the stickers. True definition of jocking and nerding. Jocking nerd. Uh, really enjoyed your review of Solo. Ruggs said something interesting in one of the recent episodes. You can really enjoy a movie even though it has flaws. All movies have flaws. So, Rugs, keep up the critiques. I appreciate your analysis. That being said, I grew up a huge Star Wars fan. My favorite part about the Star Wars universe has always been the criminal underworld. I used to read several extended universe series books about Han Solo's pre-Star Wars escapades, and some of my favorite books are Tales of the Bounty Hunters and Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina. The Shadows of the Empire multimedia package book comic video game was tremendous. The film touched on some of these things, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you guys for putting out awesome content. By the way, I am am I the longest tenured email contributor for the show? I think I've emailed consistently since November 2016. Oh shit. I guess I'm butthurt that Anthony likes Wes Cranford more than me. <laughs> it's okay though, because Ruggs is my guy on Twitter. Good stuff. Take care. Jimmy the Geek. Thank Talking you. Nerd. Oh, Jimmy Anthony. the Geek was the newsroom guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah I think you are the longest consistent emailer. I'm giving you that. Uh, Jimmy, you have title. the most girth. Yes, and Jimmy, the girthiest. I like you too, but Wes, like, he lives in Australia and he does cool shit there. <laughs> that's just how yeah. it is. And he's old and he still does cool shit. <laughs> when you get that old, Jimmy, and you're doing cool shit in Australia, I'll probably like you too. What, yeah, Wes is like your, your like, uh, something to look up to, something to strive for. I, I, stri- I strive cool. to become Wes. Yeah. Manfred, yeah. He's, he's like, like your the, mentor. He's like the American uh, version. Wes Cranford's got a huge rod right now. <laughs> he does. Actually, Wes is American. I'm just, I, I don't mean, I mean, I just want to be you, Wes. He is yanked from down under, Wes, but do you have an accent now? How long have you lived there? This is what I always wondered about the Wes Anderson. Like, what, what is his accent? I wonder if you pick uh, up the accent. I, yeah, I think you know. pick up some of send the Send a dialogue. speak pipe. Send a speak pipe, Wes. Yeah, I Wes, want to send a you. speak pipe. And Jimmy, I'm sorry we made this about Wes again. <laughs> Jimmy Graven can't catch a break. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up. I'm doing something. I'm sorry, Chaz. You know, Chaz, when Chaz says that, it means it's the end of the show because he's doing something. Uh, thanks for listening, Rugs. Where can the people find you online? I guess I better shut the fuck up because he's doing something. <laughs> what is he doing? Uh, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Really Rugboy, where I'll be tweeting only Jimmy Graven. Yes. You, you and Jimmy are uh, your buds on Twitter. I love hearing that. That's right. Hit up the Blake Braden. He's back on the Twitter. And Adam Morris and everyone. Adam Morris is great. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Jock and Nerdcast. And uh, of course, as always at the end, tell a friend, spread the geekery. Thank you so much for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. We'll see you next week. I award you no points. May God have mercy on your soul. Yeah! Fucking <laughs> nerd! I never get tired of that. It's always good. <laughs>